Hello, welcome to Cheap Show, the wacky, fun weekly adventure where Eli and I go through the parking bins, the charity shops and Poundlands of Great Britain for a wacky, wacky, fun-filled show with characters and wit and joy. Too real. Welcome. Too real for real. Welcome to the podcast. Too, no. My name is Paul Gannon. <laughs> I'm sorry. And with me, as always, is my good friend, Eli Silverman. <laughs> Paul. Yeah? Something has just occurred to me. Please. That might lift you from this malaise that you're projecting. I've got a malaise, mate. I've got a hard malaise. Hellman's male <laughs> <laughs> malaise is what I've got. Sp- ah, All right, okay. So, but what's the thing that will lift me from my malaise right now? Hellman's malaise. <laughs> That's it. So my idea. No, no. no. My idea is what should cheer me up. Well, it should do. Uh, no, something just occurred to me. Hind baked depression. <laughs> something just occurred to me. Doesn't it's nothing to do with mental health, this bit. Okay. Struggling off. I'll strog you off. No, if I say struggling off like that, what do you want to what do you feel the need to say? All right, okay, I'll on. do it again. Struggling off. Hot beef. No. What, what, tell me what you want me to say <laughs> no, then. No, this is because I don't know. <laughs> I like hot beef. Okay, okay. I'm not saying I didn't like it. It just I wasn't just, what I was. I just looking wondered for. if you were looking for something specific. I am. All right, okay. But hot beef is a good interim measure. It is, in I any, thought so. In any context. Yeah. Straw going off. Hot gravy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you want. I think we're going to have to be starting. Let, let me start again. Let's start the whole thing Let's say it to you. Let's start this episode Let me say it to again. you, and you give me what you want. Ready? Okay. Straw going off. I don't like Mondays. Straw going off. I don't like Mondays. Straw going off. I don't like Mondays. I'm I going to stew. it in a oven and render it down, down, <laughs> the whole way down. down. Oh, I hate the Boomtown uh, see, Rats. Have I mentioned that before? Boomtown Rats? Yeah. Boomtown Twats more yes. like, hey? Indeed. Bob Geldof. Bob fuck off more Bob like. fuck off, Bob fuck off. Bob Stroganoff more like. Bob <laughs> anyway. my Stroganoff right off. You know what? You're right. It has helped somewhat. Yeah, Stroganoff, I don't like Mondays has helped you. Yeah. What's the other Boomtown Rat songs we could sing? There are none. There are none. <laughs> no, but that's the paradox of the Boomtown. The Boomtown Rats. There are no other songs. And yet, there are... Isn't it Rat thousands- Trap or yeah. something, which is another one? Rat Race. Rat Race. Okay, I don't know that one. Off the top of my head, I can't think of no, what that is. No, because it's shit. There are several thousand singles. There was a period in about 83 where they were literally putting a single out every two seconds or so. And look how they connected with the culture overall. Pure charity shop silt. It washes in, it builds up in charity It's like shops. if you take a load of shit and you pan it like yeah, you would for still, gold. Yeah. It always... There's crap left. It, it stays yeah. in the grill, doesn't if it? If you picked up your average charity shop in Britain yeah. today... And shook it. Shook it down. Big <laughs> sieve. Yeah. Man, big seven-man sieve. Seven-man sieve. Seven men shaking a sieve at the same time. All, all women, of course. They, all women. And we're equal opportunity yes. employers on that. We're equal opportunity Seven-person sieve. Yeah. All that comes through... Right, when you've shoveled out all the good bits, it's all comes shifting, silting through, <laughs> powdery, coming through. Yeah. Dangerously close to mulchy gibbage. <laughs> no, it's, it, it? it's nothing like mulchy fibbage. 
And remember the man's name. The I know, name. I did. I did say Gibbage. I know. <laughs> Gibbage. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Maybe I'm Gibbage. No. You know what? Welcome to Cheap. A little Jimmy Gibbage. Shut up. Oh. We can't call characters Jimmy anymore. That's Jimmy Gibbage. Apart from Jimmy Gibbage. Jimmy Gibbage does have a <laughs> ring to it, though, doesn't it? Welcome to Cheap Show. Yay! I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Cheap show, you're gonna have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap show. Off brand, off brand, off brand, off brand, off brand, off brand, off Welcome to Cheap Show. And I go and I nuzzle. So what, Paul, I ask? Sorry, yes, go on. What do we have coming up on the show this week? Today we have a lovely selection of odds and ends that I have found, that we have found in charity shops, bargain bins and Poundlands, etc. As is our want, our, our deep want. Our want our is hurting, wide. Our hurting in the night want. Our want is wide. Our, so... our want is so hard and long and s- strong. Hey, darling, uh... do you... Do you want this? Do you want my want? <laughs> I want your want. Oh, I want. It's like a glad thing. Didn't they do one? Mud. No, it's banana rama, isn't it? I want your back. Gotta get it through to you. We've I got want everything you back. going in this episode already. Yeah. Paul doing the memory lane. Yet sing along. I'm dying inside. So. Really. So oh. uh, right. So we've got. We're gonna do brick a brack here. Bit of this and that. A little bit of that. We got some. Uh, Juicy drinks to uh, oh, yeah, get down waiting. our gullet. I know, we, I had the car pull up before. It's you have bells cha- and whistles, isn't it, on that car? It's weird. It's like the week by week, it's coming across more like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, isn't it? It's an amazing looking thing. I mean, mm. there's some disturbing elements when you walk around to the rear of the vehicle. What's in the jars is it's what like I want to know. It's some kind of pig slucer back there. Pig in the slucer. jars, yeah. It's yeah, all I don't know. You shouldn't have a meat slicer as well. Viscera. Yeah. And meat slicing. Weird. Yeah. Do you reckon he's doing a sideline in butchery or something? Well, there's been no word from Willy Wanker, who used to deal with, with, with livestock, as we know. I went past his house the other day. Mail piled up. You could see it. Right. I looked through the uh, the, no the, the, the letterbox. Pile of mail. Well, anyway, as well, when he pulled up, he's got tubing. He's bringing tubing into the podcast, and um, I'm going to have to have a word with him. Why is he bringing tubing in? I don't in? know. He's... He says he He's, wants to do some draining. Or we're not so, allowed so to do work. anything. Right, so we've got that anyway. <laughs> we've got that. And then we've got a slightly new kind of section. Kind of. Hey, come on. Because sometimes we, tan- we kind of fold our finds into games. But what I wanted to do is just from now on have a segment called Charity Shop Showcase, where we buy something that just interests us for whatever reason. doesn't fall into a game, doesn't force us to guess the price. We just talk about it because it's interesting. It's an interesting item. Well, you've all certainly put the gauntlet down for me to find items that fit that category yeah. in my ongoing deep want, as I've discovered. Yeah. The deep need to visit charity shops. Well, we've I was got in a something. charity shop the other day around the corner from here, Paul. And? Someone coughed. They coughed and coughed until the person who works there went, you need to be wearing a mask. And then and he went, they... no, no, I've got a cold. 
But that's the thing. He was literally doing it into my face. The thing is... I've got a cold now. Forget about COVID for a second. Just cover your fucking mouth when you <laughs> cough. Or you or you'll put you do the crook thing if you sneeze. You know, you put the why I don't didn't mean people, to bring up bring up one does, of your why ranting. Why don't people points? socially understand that there's a contract where if you're part of a community, if you're part if you're out and about in the world, you have a certain amount of respect for other people. And so if you are ill but you have to get on with your day, do so. But if you cough, cover your fucking mouth. I don't understand why you can't do that. Why a fucking grown adult can't just go <coughs> I just cover their mouth ever so slightly. Yes, they might have a bit of spittle on their hand, but we'll deal with that. I'm sorry I brought up another one of your bugbears or piss boilers. It was like I was on a tube a few weeks ago, Cold and there was breakers. a guy just sniffing the whole time. And I went to... I actually thought I can't deal with this because it was so frequent and loud yeah. that I could hear it over my headphones. So I reached into my pocket, and I got you know a nice little pack of tissues out, and I handed him, and he had the gall to like look at me and go, what are you doing? Yeah. As if... As if he didn't know he was being it. And then, yeah. and then, it got to the point where it went from to... Full, and it was just... Full, and then, you can see... Full you prairie could, oyster mining. And I was just getting really sick. He was sick. looking for something to chew at the he back was, of his and I, was, uh, I just, just wanted to fucking throttle him. <laughs> just wanted to fucking go across and grab his neck and slide him up the side of the, char- cool. side of the tube train and then say, come on, mate, sniff <laughs> one more time. And then I take a chopstick and jam it oh, up his nostrils. Are you carrying... Bang! Are you ca- <laughs> you carrying weaponised chopsticks with you? Yeah. Now, this is interesting. Right into the brain. Have you got a holster? Are these like metal holsters? Yeah. I've got these a, weapon... I've got a chopstick holster. <laughs> but I put some cream on that and it's okay. <laughs> no, but Paul... Sorry as I am to have brought up your bugbear. Hello, I I am Chopstick (laughs) Holster. No. No more characters. (laughs) No more. No, Paul. um, I'm in uh, broad agreement with you about all of that. Do you know there's a certain type of hypersensitivity to sound, which you might have? I think that might be me. But like, It's like people who can't stand the the noise of people eating, you know, or... When we started this, I didn't used to edit a lot of the munching and crunching out. But then as I edit and those sounds became more and more of a thing in my head, I just started chopping them out. Because I thought, if I don't like listening to him, why should someone listening like listening to him? Paul, I'm glad that you do, because I do think it it improves the sonic quality. Also, we have to have a rule from now on when it comes to food food tasting on this show. We eat and we say fucking nothing until we've masticated. And then when we was do, there we too come, much mastication there was a lot of us talking like off. this, where it was like, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, God. Well, there's been no complaints, so perhaps... Here's know, my, it, me. There's a big <laughs> ASMR crossover. So we need, to, we need to sort Maybe. that out. So I reckon... New segment, what's it called? No, but that is just a charity shop showcase. It's a charity, charity shop, shop showcase. showcase. It's a new segment... That is just a showcase of an item that we found. Because I often do see quite interesting items that are in that slightly higher range that what we usually go for. Yeah. Like five to ten pounds sort of range, you know? And I found something today that, you know, costs a little bit more than usual. So, yeah. Do you think items are allowed? We're allowing ourselves to be a bit more spendy. Yes. A little bit. But the remit is, if it's in a charity shop, you know, still cheap. And what I've got today are two items, which we'll get to later, that are surprisingly cheap compared to how much they're going for secondhand or even from direct sellers. Mm. So I think they're interesting for that, if nothing else. And one of them is a little project I'm going to give you as well, so that'll be fun. I've seen that. It's very exciting. Right, and then we're doing Bread the Board Game. That's how we're ending this, because someone gave us the Bread Board Game at the live show, Mm. and I said we'd play it, 
and then I lied to them with the intention of never touching the fucking thing because you know how it gets me going. Again, it's gone again. And I'm already in a very volatile state you this are, week. You were moody. You started really moody and low energy. Then I mentioned the coffee guy and that set you off. Yeah. And now you're just ready to ready to rip into well, Bread the Game. I've said my piece, I think, on Bread already. But when we get to the board game... <laughs> you're going to say it again. I'm going to say it all again. <laughs> I'm going to repeat myself. <sighs> Welcome to Cheap Show. Our first segment involves a certain friend of mine. Is he ready? I think you should, and then I'll go get him. Oh, uh, we, I thought we were going to go straight into it. No, because I've got bloody flatmate walking around out there. Oh, I can't oh, get into oh, character. Jeff Beck expert or whatever his name is. <laughs> we are the children Do of the, the storm. storm. Hang on, who, who is it? Jeff Lynn. Jeff. Mike, Mike Bat. Mike Why can't you remember the guy's Bat. name? Mike Bat. Long story short, I don't know what you here want me to the, say. The, here is the child of the corn himself, resident we, Mike Bat expert. Mike Bat expert. Oh, T- tell us about the latest Mike Bat news. I'm a children of the corn. <laughs> He's the children of the corn, which I think is a Stephen King book. Yeah, it's not children of the corn. It's children of the storm. <laughs> I'm beginning to think he's not a Mike Bat expert. Yeah, mate. Not. I, I think he knows we pegged fuck him all wrong. about Mike Bat. Fight, fight he can't Bat. even That's remember Nora Jones. Yeah. What's who's Nora Jones? And Nora Jones is Ravi Shankar's daughter. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. Did Mike Bat produce that? Look, we're gonna have we're to stop. We're gonna have to stop. We've got. <laughs> then stuff I'll to go do. get Juicy Jeremy. Yeah, go get Juicy we'll Jeremy. All right. Okay. This has been an awkward end to the segment. Right, shall I go get Juicy Jeremy then? Yeah, go get right. Juicy Jeremy again. I'll go. I'm going I say again it. because we tried to record that and then our Mike Bat expert thought his name was Jeremy. Welcome in, Jeremy. Come on in. Hi. Hello, Mr. Jeremy. How, How are, are you? How are you this fine day of the Lord? Oh, Magilla, we're wickers. So, I've got a quick question before we go any further, because I've been meaning to ask oh, you this before Christmas. Magilla, wicky. The teeth on my back came off. Oh, your teeth on your back. But they were my baby back teeth. And so now I've got a full set of adult teeth on we my back. We used to go down the old company store in my uncle's old wagon. We used to go up and get some baby back ribs. And they used to slaver all that hickory, old hickory smoke all over it. Yeah, Mag- but that's not the question I'm asking. The question I'm asking is, I can I stop so drinking your you. special drinks no, now? No, don't ever stop. Because I can't, I can't no, no, deal no, with no, these no, teeth. No, don't ever stop. I have to. Oh, I don't think the teeth are good for me. The teeth... Well, they ain't as bad for you as if you stop. Because let me and tell also, you, let me tell you what my happens. ball bag has grown wings. Oh, very interesting. Like weird, kind of like bat wings. Flappy like bag. They kind of encompass the sack. We used to go and down. And then the when com- I get erect, they flap real Flappy bad. Flappy bag. He's got what we used it's to. It's ruined call. my sex life. Oh, Johnny Flappy Scrope. He used to fly to town on his balls. So your drinks have given me back teeth and ball wings. Oh, just like the good old time fluids of all. I'm not drinking anymore. I don't like this. Well, I've got three for you this week. No, these are fine because these are ones you've researched and sent our way. I've I'm not researched... drinking your special bottled mix anymore. I just have one last thing to say about that. Go on. Oh, little boy, little boy. Yes. If you stop drinking the special soda pop, yeah. The teeth start to consume the host. That's all I'll say. No, well, you the should have said this before I agreed to even take the drinks in the, the first place. The teeth will start to eat the ball bag skin. 
No, I don't have teeth on my balls. I've got wings on my balls and teeth on my back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They reach around and start chomping down on your ball bag skin. No, it's oh, just along my spine. It's a terrible thing to hold, behold when the spine teeth start chomping on the flying ball skin wings. <laughs> I'm oh, getting excited. I'm oh, getting excited. Scrooge Joe used to come into town. Yeah, that's the noise of your ball bag. Anyway. Yes, it is. That, well done for pointing that out. I'll just leave these on the table. All right, you can just bring some, these drinks along. Now, I need your results. I'll wait out in the jalapeno. Yes, I know. Actually, you put the, the, uh, the copy club room. Can I go in there? I've got some tubes. I mean... We haven't cleaned that place out properly yet. I could run some great soda out in the... the we're the thinking about not... Swimming pool pump. No, we're thinking about turning and that into... And they might have some nice elixirs left in the old tiki bar. No, we were thinking about turning that into a, a bedroom. But I could just do a, a little bit of soda making today while you... Today, you can use the space, okay. yes. I'll go get the pipes. I won't I won't be any bother. We'll just go around the back way rather than come through the studio, all right? I'll go around right? the side in the no I'll give you the key for the back the space. Parts, yes. I'll give you the key for the back door. Here you go, boys. Calm down, bat balls. I'll just do me crossword in the old jalopy after I've done the piping work. If you see me, if you see me walking around, just don't pay me no never mind. And I just want to ask one last thing. Here we fucking go. What do you think of my new word? Majilicus. It's not working for me. Bye. Majilicus. Not working for me. Bye. Not working for me. (laughs) Goodbye. If you see me with pipes, just never mind me. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'll go down here. I'll get my pipes and my workings out of the Where's Eli? Like? Where's he? Send Eli back in. Eli, he wants you back. What a funny, eccentric old fellow. What an interesting character he is. He just said to me he's going to be walking around the back with the pipes and stuff. I know, <laughs> and I impressed upon him that I don't care. Goodbye. Now, so we can got... move on. Three sodas left by Juicy Jeremy. Yes. And they, they are world-spanning, I can see from the notes he's So I'm going to start with this one. So just to break the facade for a moment, this particular drink was given to me by a guy I worked with at the BBC, BBC Radio London, his name's Stephen, and his girlfriend is Danish, and apparently this drink is all the rage. This is called Sport Cola, right? Sport Cola from a company called Hancock Breweries. They're mostly known for beers, right? but... This is. There's actually so a page. I'm, I'm a bit confused. Do you mean it's it's very popular and it's been around for years? Like it's a, a heritage uh, soft drink, yeah. or is it actually a newish thing? No. Let me uh, read okay. this to you now on the official Hancock website. It says sports cola and our other soft drinks. Sports Cola was first bottled on the 12th of November 1974. Oh. It is fresh and fruity. A real thirst quencher and contains real cola nut. In the first several years, not many were sold. In fact, so few that at one point there was talk of removing it from the range. Fortunately, that didn't happen and Sports Cola has now become our best-selling soft drink. And um, it says it's a real soda. We make beer as well, but we like to make our soda like the good old days. And uh, Is we there use- any fermentation a la Fentimans? I wonder. Oh, I, I don't. It doesn't have that information here. Because they're trying to say uses... it's a sort of craft. Most of those, the more craft sodas, will go for fermentation. That's what fe- oh, gives really? Fentimans that whole thing. I mean, maybe it does because they're a brewery. That's exactly why. I so that maybe up they for. do, yeah. but it doesn't mention anything here. It just says they like to use raw materials. Right. They also do this apple sin, which I think is another soft drink. I love the uh, packaging. Yeah, it's got the... a sort of. This looks like old British beer. 
but it's also got a sort of seaside resort sort of vibe, 70s seaside if resort If you were watching sort of like a carry-on film and they went into a pub, there'd be rows of this on the yeah. back because it would be like Old Peculiar or nice the Red packaging, Barrel. Nice packaging. And I wonder look, yeah, look if it's, it's newfound um, sort of popularity is to do with that, that coconut having a very mild psychoactive stimulant effect. Oh, because yeah. Because there's maybe. types of cola that in Germany in recent years have been um, getting really popular that have contained mate. What's which that? is the tea that they drink in Southern, South America. Oh, okay. And they, you, have you ever seen those metal straws they drink it? And it's, it's caffeine, essentially, but it's a different sort of form of it. So it gets you, gives you that little buzz, it's similar oh, to okay. a cup of coffee. I'm looking through the And there's a cola now. brand from Germany which put mate in, and they sell it in nightclubs and stuff, and it sort of keeps people going. Uh, you know, a bit like a, a Red Bull, but... Well, here's the thing. So I'm looking I'm through I'm wondering their, if that, that the cola nut has a... Has a uh, stimulant effect. I'm looking through the rest of their range, and they have drinks that are just called sport, fresh and tart, long and mouth watering aftertaste. <laughs> long mouth. I mean, it's been translated from Danish. Long so and mouth. Long mouth watering aftertaste. They have mouth watering aftertaste. Apricot. They look great, don't they? They I really mean, do. Mm. They have apricot, grape, uh, pineapple, lemon, and they also have lemon light. They had their own cola. As well as that, so oh, sports so this cola. is the difference. So what makes it sport? Because they what have I'm a saying. sport there, which just says for the active with added dextrose, which is like a Lucozade thing, I which guess. is glucose. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the translation That's is. That's what but... Lucozade is on. Because Luca, it's so funny how so many of Raspberry. these, so many of these soft drinks, Paul, started Citrus. as medicine, right? And then they went through a phase where they were sort of sports aids. Yeah, yeah. No. and we, then they come to the end of their life cycle where everyone just accepts soft it yeah. a soft drink. What's Apollinaris? Apollinaris. It says water with three added salts given, gives Apollinaris yeah. a very special taste. Apollinaris so, is is it's like, like a mineral? Greek god of sport or something like I that. Know. I don't know. It feels like that. I don't know. It feels like they've added salts to a mineral water. They yeah, coke, to, yeah. So again, it's a sports drink, isn't it? So grape. So you sweat out all your your salts and it's replaced with a drink like Gatorade. Or, yeah, you know. And they are, on the label it says. Smag for Skellen, but mm. I read that as Smeg Foreskin originally, mm, and I would. was like, "Hmm, mouth wateringly long." I am desperate to try this sports cola. I don't know about you. I, I'm looking forward to it because Stephen was very keen for us to try it on the podcast, Mind so we're I doing it, it now. Pop it and get the snuff off. Pop it, and we're going to pour it on some ice, which he recommends. Yes. Ooh, Ooh. what's the hoof? Oh, that's a real clap. Very cola nutty. Oh, let's have a sniff before you pour it. Okay. I want to give my notes. Oh, you're right. And it also does have that Fentiman's Quench. What's the name of that cola we like? Not Quench. I always call it Quench. Gusto. Gusto, yeah. I'm looking forward to this. This is the kind of cola I like. The real cola flavour, that sort of... Yeah. Isn't it? Like Coke and Pepsi, and especially Pepsi, don't really have any of that. I really like it when they nut into their glass. Oh, and what would you say about the... Uh, I've poured him a glass over Ooh. ice. Added it to him. It's a uh, reasonably light brown. Yes. Uh, Lighter than Coke. It does yeah, seem a bit considerably yeah. right. Well, the other try- sports drink was clear. You could see from the photo. Yeah, you? no, they had a long, long range of other types and flavors and all sorts. There was a lot going on. I wouldn't mind trying them, but let's see what this is, as this is their well, most we might popular hate brand. This. We might hate this, Paul. I don't think I'm gonna. At the very worst, I'll probably find it too similar oh, to something else. Oh, I love that smell. I'm enjoying the moment. moment with you. Let's just drink this. Oh, mm. you can taste the herbs in it almost. There's a, there's a herby grassiness to it. Oh, that's really nice. 
Mm. That's really nice. It's lighter. Much lighter than I was expecting. It's very sweet, though, still. It's sweet. It's slightly more watered cola, but it's not unpleasantly watered no. down cola, if that y- makes sense. You know what I'm getting at? The lightness. There's a sort of... Uh, it's not wateriness, but it, yeah, it's a... It's a it's just well, a nice cola is more syrupy. This doesn't have it that doesn't syrupy have the syrupy texture. Yeah. It feels a lot more refreshing. And Very. I can see, because he said to me, it's a bit like a kind of cross between a Fentimans and a Dandelion and Burdock. And I think in the aftertaste in the mouth, you can definitely get more of that than in the initial drink. I'm looking for that herbiness that you're talking about. The Dandelion, I'm getting nothing, none of that. I'm just getting pure cola nut. You're not getting that kind of grassy kind of... No. It's weird. My first impression of it is very kind of grassy and light. Yeah. And then the aftertaste is more... Colery and, oh, it's and, a very lovely, clear cola nut flavour, though. You know, mm. really, really can really taste the cola nut, and it is very refreshing. That's the very, important thing. But that's the other thing I'll make a note of. They've replicated that Coca Cola acidity, that that um, that tartness. There's a really mm. bright, almost sharp tartness yeah. there, unlike Pepsi, which is just syrup and sugar. Yeah, and, and gloop. But also things like Fentimans and Gusto don't have that sharpness, that no. that tartness. Would you, do you know? Do you, are yeah. you in agreement about that? I am in agreement with that. Right. So next. it's light, very clear cola nut, tart. That is just really good cola. What man. a great cola. And so, Stephen, yeah, thank you very much for that. That is exactly what tickles our fancy on this pod. But it also has that kind of panda pops, that sort of nostalgic, yeah. um, just lovely stuff. I'd have that over a Coke any day of the week, I have to say. Oh. Right, next. What do you want to do next? Should we well, do the cherry at, one? Um, his note. Because you said you wanted to end with that power up. Yeah. So let's do this one. This was a, you say Chinese? I believe it is Chinese. Hankao Er Chang. And, you, and it looks like what? Apricot or peach? I think it's a flavoured kombucha. Oh, Have really? Have you had kombuchas? It's the, it's the tea thing, isn't it? it kombucha is it's basically a fermented like a tea. tea. Yeah. Which is very slightly alcoholic because of the fermentation, but not enough to be actually classed as an alcoholic drink. Ingredients water. Tiny text that I can't read because I'm getting Hand old. And my purple sweet potato juice. Ah, there you go. Did you know that? No, because it's got this funny cartoony. <laughs> I just thought it was an interesting looking sodi pop. Yeah, because it is. And I have no idea now what to expect from this. It is a, basically um, a sweet potato flavoured. Purple um, sweet potato juice concentrate. Hand it over to me. I think you've missed a bit. Mate, go for it. Do you know I'm getting to that age now where I have to move like small writing further and further away with a light brighter and brighter to see what I'm actually looking at. Well, do you have glasses? Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking difference. Also, you need new I'm getting tired of people printing like yellow text on brown backgrounds or yellow text on faded grey photography, which makes things almost impossible to fucking read. It's bugbear number three for the episode. I'm getting all my bugbears out. Are you just trying to tap your thing? Mate, just read it. Take a picture. No, you know what? We're going to skip this now. No, we're not. I'm bored now. I'm not going to sit here and watch you tap (laughs) your lamp on rotation (laughs) until you get it the right brightness that you need to read. Here we go. Before hitting red by accident, then going for the cycle again. Juice. (laughs) Fuck me. You ready to taste it? Yes, please do. I thought it was kombucha, but it just seems to be a sort of um, a purple... Sweet potato. I've never heard of purple sweet potato. Now, maybe it's not the sole flavour. Maybe that's what they've put in to fill it out or whatever. There's a bit of froth on it, which I didn't expect as well. Very plummy. Really? With this kind of almost... So that's what I'm saying. Is the sweet potato thing there just to fill out the flavour of the plum? There's a sweetness at first, like a fruity sweetness, but then there's a vegetable, an earthy vegetable potatoiness. So it's plums and spuds. Yeah. (laughs) I want a plum and spud drink. See if you agree. All right. Have enough enough. 
I like my plum and spuds. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I like There's it. There's a savouriness at the end of it. Do you know what I'm saying? The end of the smell is savoury. That's a very curious drink. Because yeah. it's both like cherry, but then like sniffing a tree at the same time. Yeah. It's like if you rub the cherry on your nose while it was up against the tree. That's how I want people to think about there this. There are definitely sweet and savoury notes coming through on the nose. Well, I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to pour myself some. It just looks like purple soda. It smells like a chew it. No, not a chew it. Frutella. It, t- it tastes very similar to how it smells. Oh, God, that's... Very correct. <laughs> it's almost smoky, the end, isn't it? It's almost... Um, isn't it weird, woody. though? I don't hate it, but it's not refreshing. No. It's a slightly strange flavour. <sighs> I don't know how to explain that. That's, um... It's kind of savoury at the end. Kind of, but not, like, over-aggressive. It does more feel like wood chip wood, and cherry. Woody. Wood, woody, woody cherry. cherry. Well, there you go. Woody cherry. And let's... Shall we move on to our last... Um, Oh, God. Last selection on this soda fountain today. What an odd drink. Very odd. I like the packaging. Yeah, pictures of these bottles will be on our website should you want to do more research, more than we can fathom right now. Last bottle. Okay. So we're in China, and we were obviously in uh, Denmark. Denmark. We're going around the world this week, aren't we? Um, This is Jamaican, I believe. And it's called Plus Power Up. And it's very much sort of like a green version of... um, Lucasade. If you put into an AI the prompts green Lucasade bottle, yeah, you get it apple might come flavor. up something like this, mightn't it? Because it's got ridges, quite attractive ridges on the shoulder of the bottle, and at the bottom like a star. You know, um, this Ribena doesn't do it anymore, but they did have the Nobblies. Do you remember their bottle used to have a special bottle with the Nobbly Nobbly bits at no, the top? Forget that. It was a glass bottle wrapped in a plastic kind of orange cling film or whatever it was whenever and there were nobles underneath mm. but now You're desperately keen to assert the nobles in this noble 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 <laughs> but it's like those uh ramuke bottles oh wait sorry to interrupt because i apologize when i do that but <laughs> that bottle of sports cola he did Stephen mentioned this into saying that one of the things that this brand does and this particular one is that they recycle the bottles like we used to do in this country where you would take the bottles back to the shop yeah. you got it from. They would give you a bit of money and then they would recycle it. So I was going to say, they don't do that anymore in this country. And you think they would with the whole recycling and resources and things. We just recycle bottles and bring them back. Because that bottle reminded me, the one you're holding up, the power one, because that looks like it's been recycled almost, like it's gone through the process. It could have been used twice, yeah. Which I think is a good thing. Frankly. They still have it in the United States, don't they? I don't know. I, I don't know how... I don't know why. It, it's like that and Milkmen seem to die out at the same time. Yes. And I blame supermarkets on that. Do you recall being in the United States and you see on certain soda bottles and cans, it says something like five cents will not be redeemed or has some kind of rules written something on like it that, about yeah. how much money. I remember we used to take all our Schweppes bottles back to the corner shop. And get like a couple of pens you used each. to do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I vividly remember taking lemonade and cherry aids back. It's all part of this trend towards complete disposability, isn't it? And it's also this trend because I'm the, the reason I mentioned these red ridges on this. Yeah. The way it was like the you, the Lucasade bottle used to be unique, like the way the Coke bottle was designed. That's yes. The classic Coke bottle. But it, it's and weird. it was part of the whole. But everything and Ramuke, obviously. What's that again? Which is the marble stop bottle? Oh yes, yeah, 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 Ramuke, yeah. 
what's happened is you can get Ramuke drinks, but they're just in a standard can now. Yeah. And they just have a picture of the old bottle. And that's what happens. It, it, the packaging becomes less unique and more disposable But, but this is standard. the problem, isn't it? Convenience means complacency as well. So you just go, drink, dispose, drink, dispose. And actually... To some extent, when you finish your big bottle of Sweps Limeade, taking that bottle back made you wear a bit more of the bottling process and the process of getting a drink to you in the first place. Yeah, you're more connected to the, brand. the actual process, though, of what's going on. You're not just completely... Because that's what milkmen would do. You'd leave your bottles out, yeah. they'd take them away, you'd get two new ones. And that's what is weird that Why we've replaced... Why it's disappeared, yeah. Because it seems like we've replaced the system with one that is convenient but creates more waste. Because if a supermarket means you can get your Cokes and your milk there conveniently then those processes of a milkman delivering and, like, the bottles being returned seem to, like, it's almost a step backwards, weirdly. Companies don't want to have to pay people well, no, there's also to do that. any of that work. We st- I still, there's a still a, a milk van that comes up our road on a Monday. They do exist. Uh, but they're kind of almost, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, bespoke surfaces, where it's like, you know, you yeah. go on a mailing list and then they come and collect your milk. Or it's a, yeah, weird. it's probably much more expensive than it used to be as well. More bijou. Yes, yeah. it's sort of like a, um, a nostalgia, a retro service or whatever. Yeah. Um, like, a, like a loot crate food box or whatever yes, they are. exactly. Yeah. Paul, oh, make yeah, sure drink. you clear out the, the, the purple potato water from the... Because it's hanging around like a niffy purple What's potato. What's that song? Purple people eat a... That's Shed Woolly, isn't it? Yeah, Shed, it's a big bottle of... Who did the Willem the... Scream? Yeah. Listen to the episode. We are! So that's not what it was. <laughs> right, so this is... What I can only think, it's like a sports drink, Jamaican, plus power-up. It's like a Lucas A clone from Jamaica. In, Let's get into in it. In a nice green bottle. Nice, differentiated, yeah. ridged bottle. New ridged bottle. Do you think it's going to actually be green? I think it's going to be more like a limey yellow. Oh, no. What? Oh, no. This isn't what you were thinking. It's pineapple flavoured. Is it? Have a snuff. You wouldn't think it was pineapple, considering everything on it gives you a lemon thing. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Smells like unwashed cock. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It does. How much? You've only ever smelled your own. It smells like cookie dough and unwashed cock. Cookie <laughs> dough and unwashed cock. A biography. <laughs> <laughs> it's yellow. It is more pineapple-y. It is I'm yellow. not completely unsure what this, this isn't what came out of a man's penis once. It did not come out of a penis once. You're right. There's a little bit of pineapple in there. There's a but, lot of pineapple. But up front, mate, that is... It's a kind of musty pineapple almost, isn't it? You're gonna have to have feel... one sip. No, I'm gonna sip just it. Sip, but like, there's spit a weird... it back in if it's if it's off, if it's rotten. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm sure it's fine. But what? I'm, I'm just. It's Power. got a funk to it. Right here we go. Has a bit of a pineapple funk. Yeah. Oh no. Oh god, that is weird as fuck. <laughs> to me, it just tastes like cheap pineapple soda. It's pineapple, but it's got a really kind of sickly, syrupy aftertaste yeah. as well. If it was just like the sharp pineapple, I'd be like fine with it. It's slightly musty, isn't it? Slightly rotty, musty at the end. Oh god! Is... Oh no! <laughs> I know what it is. It's almost got a chocolatey quote. Yeah, quality, malty, almost, isn't it? <laughs> oh god! I'll get him there. Are you ready to give the scores? Yeah, give get get Jeremy, Jeremy back dead with the pipes. Okay, boys, how'd you like the soda this week? Well, I'm going to go... I liked him. I liked him. Thanks, yeah. Jeremy. So, yeah. Sports Cola, Jeremy, out of five, I'm giving that a 4.25. 4.25 for the Sports Cola. Uh, what do you say, Eli? Um, I liked it a lot. Yeah, my, it's the best 4. thing we 5. had today. 
Best thing we had, right? 4.5. 4.5. I drink that all day long. Yeah. It's a good old drink, that. Okay, that was a big start of sports cola there. Um, now, and then second you had the purple potato water soda. Thing. Cherry peach. How'd you like that soda, boys? Uh, that I'll go a... to you first, my boy, Paul. I think uh, that's about a... 2.75. 2.75 from you. And what about you, Eli? Because it's nothing wrong with it, but it's not refreshing. It's not, I don't know. I don't I'd know. go 2.5. Yeah. 2.5. 2.5. Okay, boy. <laughs> I just get, get Shut up. No. Just, just keep the thing going because no. you're talking. I can do that, boys. So yeah, may as well. I'm not going to undertake a scene where we both play Juicy Jeremy. All right. Well, then don't. Right. Okay, boy. No, don't, 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 don't you start this. I'm the real Juicy Jeremy here. Hello, boy, my special boys. <laughs> Eli, why is Whoa, why Paul is he doing, doing, doing the voice? The voice What's this all about? What's all this you know, I don't is take... it because he's got the juices? And I don't take too kindly to people mocking me, boy. I'm not mocking the way he thinks he's mocking me. Because I'm the real deal here. Now, I'm going to ask well, you once, Paul. I'm going to ask... I don't know why he's pointing at me. Eli, should we just not be here for this? It's really awkward, these there's, two fighters. No, it's not. There's no other characters. There you is. doing Juicy Jeremy. I'm not voice, doing Juicy and Jeremy. And Juicy Jeremy wondering what the fuck you're playing at. What's Paul? everyone talking about? It's getting really confusing in here. I don't know which one's which. Oh, boys, my special boys. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, Paul. I'll go in a second. My boys, <laughs> I just need the scarf ready because i got to go on my Saudi round. The final one, I'm going to give a one out of five to. One five? And what about you, Eli? Yeah, that was... I don't understand. It doesn't replicate LucasAid. It tasted like a very nasty pineapple soda, so... Right, I won't put that one in my jalopy no more then, boys, my sweet boys. Ready to try to help. <laughs> so... I don't know what's wrong with Paul, but uh, <laughs> keep drinking the sodies and I'll go with. I'll take. I'll leave that piping down there. I got some things going down there. All I'll right. Just keep this, going that's with that. not combustible or anything. We're not going to have to check on that or it's not oh, going to no, catch no, fire or anything. Oh, no, no. It's all turned off. There's no chemicals in the actual sluices or the gates yet. Uh, okay. I've just connected some things. Use the swimming pool to, to build some great soda pop. And that's what you guys like about me and that's what I like about myself. My granddaddy used to say. Oh, Juicy Jeremiah. Right, I've got to go now, because I'm talking. I've got to go in my jalopy. All right, you go then. Thank you. Bye, boys. Off he goes. I don't know what oh, was happening I don't know there. what was happening there. Because uh... he's already got a copy character. You're aware of that, Does Paul. he? Thirsty Phil. Never heard of him. Right, right, so I don't believe it's canon. Oh, you're fucking shit up. Just because you can do the voice. You found one voice I can do that you can fucking do. I don't know what you mean, mate. Fuck I off. I don't, know what, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Press the button. Let's do the bloody edit next segment. Oh. I'm going to go off. I'm going to go mouth noise crazy on Ganon's Golden Games. Do what you want. It's Charity Shop Showcase. It's the place where you go for a showcase. We get the best of the selection in the charity shops. It's the showcase. It's the showcase of charity shops. Charity shop showcase. Dup, 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 dup. I'll work <laughs> no, on no, that. Absolutely I'll, not. I'm going to work on I'm that. I'm vetoing it. Well, I, I, I'm slapping out my veto. I'm Danny DeVetoing it. So, welcome, uh, everyone, to a new segment of this show where we go for a little bit of a deeper dive on some very interesting, maybe not particularly dirt cheap items found in charity shops 
Which items have you brought for the showcase today, Paul? In the showcase. It, oh, hang on, I'll just do Cobra Cabana. It is the showcase, the charity shop showcase, where Paul brings along some things in his face. It's <laughs> no. the showcase, the charity shop showcase. What have you brought us and bring it among us in the showcase? Did a little here. Paul's got this stuff. Right. Um, I got two things in Pinner. And oh, what? both in Pinner, both in the same shop? Both in the same shop. What was the, the shop? Um... Pinner has a rich... <laughs> can't remember the shop. I can't remember the name of the shop. Which one is it? It's not Just the Bernardo's it and it's not the... Uh... Is it the massive one? It's that massive one. It's, it's, it's the... Um... <sighs> is it like a local hospice? Or yeah, what? it's a hospice. Northwest uh, London Hospice, no, is it that know. one? I don't know. We'll have to come back to you on that, but that's the one with quite... Uh, they have quite... Not, I won't say aggressive, but assertive staff. Very assertive. Very where, strict old stuff ladies. behind glass, so they won't let you look at those. No. And, you know, because they probably have so many time wasters and, and people that come in there. You got muscled out of the way some, by some ladies, didn't Literally you? Literally barged in front of me was while it I was... that shop? Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, though, this time I went in, and both these items were in the window, which is what brought my attention. It's a lovely shop. And I went to her, oh, I'm going to have to be a pain, but there's... The ones I want are in the window. And she yeah. went, oh, no, don't worry. It keeps me busy. Very cheery. Good. And then you opened the partition to get through into the window space. And honestly, God, my heart was in my mouth thinking, she fucking falls over. Because she was like, oh, little old lady. Oh, oh really? which one? It's at the front. This one? No. The... She thought she was yeah. going to have an injurious fall. Imagine that. An old lady spread out on the floor of a charity shop window space, covered in old Lego toys, pottery, and fucking make-your-own-beer sets. Well, it certainly would make a tell from the shop floor for us. Yes. It's all content, Also, please send them. Uh, I know people have been saying, why haven't you read mine out yet? But in some cases, we're not reading them out because they fall into that trap of, I don't want to make fun of homeless people. If that's all right. Is there a lot of that? There's been a fair few, and we've done a few of that in the past. And after a while, it kind of gets to the point where it feels like punching down. I like an eccentric drunk. They're fine. Because they bring but where's it on the themselves? line between eccentric drunk or sort of... Um, there's there, an extremely there's, fine yeah, line there. So we uh, kind of try and not cross that. That particular charity shop, Paul, yeah. is really good. They've got a lovely vinyl section in there. Great book section. And I can I just say, Pina, um, on the whole, got a rich and vibrant charity shop culture going on up in that village. It's not too bad. They have four shops there. It's nice. Um, I think it's just a nice, nice variety. Place. So anyway, um, enough of the preamble let's just get into the amble right so get your amble out this one this first item i don't think needs much of a discussion but i got it because i saw the price checked online and went holy shit so this is by a company called chimera k-y-m-e-r-a and they make eli magic wands i'm just going to get this out and show it to you so this is a big, long black box. And when you open it, there is a... It's got a faux leathery kind it's of snake thing It's snakeskin. It's yeah. faux snakeskin, the case, giving it a... Ooh. The dark arts. Yeah. Well, it's almost When like, the lady likes a great big leather bullwhip in her ano. It's more like... <laughs> it's more... No, I can't. It is like that. No, it's snake more skin, like... Snakeskin, black snake. It's more like when, like, dads used to buy aftershave for themselves yes. in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. And it came in boxes like that with the name, like, Panther. That is, it's, that's crocodile or snake, isn't it, though? It's not... I mean, faux, yeah. Faux. Yes, in a long box. And it is essentially, you were telling me, a remote control. I mean, effectively, that's oh, what you're buying. A, um, it looks like that Chinese 
uh, fabric. Yes. Housing that it sits in. Which is, again, a strange mix of kind of cultural identifiers. Yeah. Because you've got a magic one, which is, you know, whatever. This sort of fake. It's like, you know, if you went to a Chinese restaurant in Surbiton. And you bought... They might a, have that on the walls, this... this um, or if you bought a cheap Chinese chopstick set, it would yes. come in a box like that. Yeah. So you pull it out. Oh, I can feel it. Yeah, is it vibrating? It's, it's pulsing. It means it's, uh, it's in it's active practice mode. Oof. Well, can I... Oof. You can give it a swing. Yeah, can whip put it, it out. inside my underwear. I mean... Next to the flesh of my... Do you want to? It feels pu- quite, quite live. Yeah, it's... lithe and writhing. But, Do you ooh, want to... Every time it pulses, you think, oh, put it on my gooch. No, I'm not going to put it on my actual gooch. Why not? That's not... That's not... I mean, I know we talk about that type of thing, but if I actually just stood here... I'd watch. I'd watch you wrestle that down your trousers and let you wave it's it about. It's going off. It yeah. must hear us talking about it. No, it's going off because it's based on, like, obviously movement and sensitivity to how it's being held in your hand. So the idea is you're meant to tap it, and then in tap it, you, you put it into practice mode, and it should vibrate like a heartbeat in your hand. Yeah, that's what I was getting. The, yeah, the pulse. And you so can, it's got a haptic sort of yeah vibrator in it. And so that it comes with this great big fold out. It looks like a kind of treasure map. Treasure style. map, but it's actually the instructions. Yeah, it's instructions on how to use it. And then effectively, what you do is like with most universal remote controls, you aim it at a remote control. Do a gesture, and that gesture, while you press the button on the remote control, you want the gesture to match to, which means, therefore, if you flick it up and press volume up, then when you've set it, you can aim at your TV, flick it up, and it will change the volume. And higher. there's all sorts of things yeah. like that, gestural controls, are there? Yeah, you've got to teach it, and it's a little bit... Con- Pain in the birth. Yeah, because it's, li- it's not perfect. It's an imperfect system. So it says it's easy as just swiping it up and then dropping it to a horizontal position. And I tried that and it didn't really work, but it does work. And I got that for five pounds, which you think is all right for what it is anyway. If you wanted it on a shelf, it'd look all right for fiver. However, I looked online and it goes originally for like a hundred pound. And that's what fucking blows my mind. The examples we saw were from 60 quid up. Up to Second like, hand. Someone was selling it for 160 or something. There was a toy chain selling it direct, brand new for that much. Most online eBay secondhand marketplaces were putting it at around about 30, 40, 50. Some were selling it direct at around 90. Um, I know nothing about the company other than the fact that they make these. It says not a toy on the bump on the sticker. It, it's weird to say it's not a toy when like it's designed like a toy. It, it has the identifiers of a Harry Potter type thing. Well, that's what the other thing I was going to mention. Do you think this product would even exist without the, the Harry Potter franchise? I mean, maybe. I've, I've seen like a Doctor Who sonic screwdriver thing that works like this. Come on, if you're sitting there... And all you want to do is turn the volume up and you're going, uh, waving your wand. But can you imagine someone getting this for their kids, not really understanding the implication? And then the kid, you know, while you're trying to watch Grandstand. I know that's an outdated thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's 1986 and he's got a toy from 2022. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. You, a kid could annoy the shit out of their siblings and parents with that thing. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I'm watching uh, Looney Tunes. Ding. No, I'm watching Grandstand. Yeah. yeah. I'm watching that BMX show that used to be on all the oh, time. Oh, look, it's a new sitcom. It's some comic and their wife. <laughs> Playing themselves. Oh, oh isn't that lovely? Really I lovely. love it when stand-ups who are in a relationship get a sitcom on a network. Bugbear 5. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that because I'm, trying, not, to be, I'm not trying to be less bitter this year. I've he's decided. not going full bugbear. Anyway, what would you give that as an item? I don't, I don't like it. Look. The build looks nice. The haptic works quite effectively in your hand, the, the pulsing and everything. Yeah. 
the build quality is nice. I like the fact that you can. It's easy to change the batteries. But beyond that, I see fuck all point for that. No, it's no, not it, any fun really with it. Um, we haven't. This is a new segment for the show, Paul, yeah. And we haven't established uh, a marking system. So, what would you like me to score it out? Okay, I tell you what. Showcase were it, it's either it's either of value or it's not of value. So we need something like that, don't we? Wow. We're workshopping this we live really for are. our audience, Ooh. and they're enjoying it. They're looking at the creative eggs. process. What about here. eggs? Eggs out of ten. I'll give it two eggs. Spunk eggs. Why did you have to say spunk eggs? <laughs> I haven't said spunk this week. You just said it then. Bibble spunk. <laughs> right, okay, good. You've got it all going on today. Um, no. Strong enough spunk eggs. I don't like Okay, I've got it. It's either a showcase or a show waste. It's a show waste for me. Okay, I will go with showcase, because I think if this is the kind of thing you'd like... This is a deal. Here's what I'm also going to say now. I'm going to decide on doing this now. Every few months after we do a few of these, I'm going to put the best of the showcases into a box. And that box will go to someone in our Patreon who answers a question or something. I'm, I'm going to give some of the best of Prizes. the stuff away. We're going to start giving away some of the stuff Charity that we think. Charity showcase Big Cheap Show Giveaway Prizes. So if you're a Patreon supporting us on Cheap Show Patreon, uh, then what we'll do is once every few months, we'll ask a question and then we'll pick a winner out and they'll get a little goodie bag of the few things that we've collected. Could they get as well? Now, if we're brainstorming. Yeah. Could they also receive a symbolic trophy called the, the Grand Powdery Spunk Egg? The desperation in your eyes then when you said powdery white spunk egg i didn't say white did you know no you're imagining things well then i'm well let's workshop that then powdery (laughs) white spongy spunk egg crumble bits crumble spunk egg (laughs) stroganoff spunk egg (laughs) i am hello i am stroganoff spunk egg and i bring you fire (laughs) right that's that one this next item though is this was a tenner and when i went online to look for other versions they were going for about 30 40 50 again in the same bracket this is a holger camera brand new and includes precious holger book the world for a plastic lens i'll let eli investigate this box it's nice uh it's a nice colorful box this immediately i thought of Talking to the mic. I thought of the Lomograph or whatever. Lomography, did you hear? Yeah. Now, that was a very cheap camera. And like people, there's all these sort of fetishes around old cameras. Polaroids and things like that. Polaroid's another one. It's those Instagram filters. Isn't there Lycus? I think there's another camera. And Lomograph, it became a thing, Lomography. But I think originally Lomographs were behind the... uh, in this old Soviet empire, they were produced, they were made there, and then someone in the West got hold of a whole bunch of them. Yes. I think it's, that's what's happened here with Holger. This is a Holger. Yeah. So let me just read you what Wikipedia says. Oh, no. Do you know what it says at the top? It is a Lomograph, because it says Lomography Holger. It must be a model. Oh. So it is the same thing we're talking okay. about. Okay. So it basically, it was first released in 1982. It's a box camera, and it says here, the Holger's low-cost construction and simple meniscus lens... Meniscus lens. M-E-N-I-S-C-U-S. Yeah, meniscus. You know what a meniscus is? No. It's the slightly gloopier surface tension caused layer of a liquid. Like mucus, you mean? No, meniscus. Meniscus is like a hardening, hardy jelly. I'm I'm just going to click on the link and get this over with. It's surface tension. It's a lens. It's actually a type of lens. No, a meniscus is a different... It, it's a type of lens, but meniscus is a, is a word meaning 
imperfect or no oh mate i don't care about meniscus it's the surface tension on water it's a very cheap show word paul is it the word is it what keeps a uh water sprites on the water surface (laughs) what are they called a water boatman boatman. that's how they stick to the surface their legs are are in the meniscus yes fuck (laughs) me right so it often yields pictures that display vignetting, blur, and light streaks, and other distortions. The camera's limitations have brought it a cult following among some photographers, and Holger Photos have won awards and competitions in arts and news photography. As of 2017, the camera is in production, and after being available, unavailable for two years. So this box, I think, was one of those, we found the job lot of these in a warehouse, and now we're going to repackage them and put our brand on them and make them a hipster type thing. Well, that was the whole Lomography thing. That yeah. was the thing with a, a different camera, obviously, a Lomograph. Now, when I opened it up, the batteries that had been left in the camera were a little bit leaky, so I haven't cleaned the connectors yet to test if it properly works. However, yes, it comes with an extra... Um, Len, it's a... Shade. Yeah, so basically the shade there changes the shape of the photograph that you make. That makes it for a much more Polaroid-y shape. The one that's in the camera is a little bit more kind of panoramic, I guess. It's a filter or square. makes it square. This one makes it square. And the thing is, it's only a box camera, so the batteries only power the uh, the flash. And the flash has four gels. So it has a white, red, blue, and orange gel. So when you take a picture... It will add that blur, that colour. That colour to the to the Merge, scene. yeah, to Put the, the scene. Put the light into the scene. Okay, that's nice and very if deep. If you lift open the uh, yellow bottom to it, you'll find the other magazines and things in there. There's a big fucking poster and a posh book. Oh. Can, do you see it? Yeah. The big, big thick book. posh book is full of photographs, artists and hip, hip young people in All of design. these photos, these must be from a, a few, uh, about 20 years ago now. No, these, the, are all, these are all within the last couple of years whenever this item first came out they went to instagrammers and they went to youtubers and art artists and young people who wear bow ties and dungarees you know what i mean and and and, and yes very hipsterish isn't it's it? a they've made it a very hipsterish thing because what they've done is they've said oh everyone likes using instagram filters but here's the og instagram filter it's that it's a real physical thing and yeah. it's and it's trendy well, in a similar way to the vinyl revival, it's an old technology yeah. that people on the younger side don't really remember, or it has um, childhood associations. But also, it's the aesthetics of the imperfections of it. So with vinyl, you've got the crackle and the dust and all the other bits and bobs. And with this, it's, it is the physical... I mean, it shows you, in that book, it shows you how to do tricks as well, like double exposures and, yeah. and light tricks. You know, blurs where if you spin a candle around quickly, it'll capture the light strays. It's and all things. of these old school yeah. skills that photographers have had to use, l- learn through trial and error yeah. um, that now are literally completely replaced by just a set of um, filters yeah. on your app. I've got one of those old camera but filters. Me. Some of the things in this book pretentious as shit. There's like a picture of a child, like in in a poor street, looking a bit lost, and then they've put a next a sign next to it saying, "He's covered in duct tape and makes for great conversation." It's like, what's the connection there? What are you talking about? See, look, Huji. Have you seen this app? I've got Huji. Yeah, it will take a photo like this. Yeah. My Holger was given to me as a birthday present from my best friend, and now my Holger is my new best friend. I never go anywhere without this amazing camera. It's always by my side, ready for my imagination and inspiration to focus my eyes on the next shot. Do it all on your phone. 
So and look, it's a bit insufferable, thing. isn't it? The uh, the thing is, the, can you still buy film cameras for that? How, how hard is it to get the film? Do you think there for those are places cam- that sell film? It's extremely expensive for yeah. what it is. Yeah, it casts a little bit of film magic over dull reality. It looks like a toy. It feels like a toy. But no toy I know can turn pictures out like the Holger. You never know what's going to come out. That's also like those disposable cameras that people always used to have and take on holiday. So there's 35 mil. They've put a fish lens on it, long exposures. Yeah. There's all, there's all, I mean... Paul, I I can't help but because of who I am to compare this to vinyl and um, old formats of music uh, recording, you know, cassette and so forth. And for this, I just feel that there's very little value to it. It's... I think it's for a very particular person, a very particular person, artist, photographer, who likes the aesthetics of old photographs. Yeah. You know, the person who would probably go into someone's attic and pull out a lot of stuff that they enjoy from someone's personal photo album, you know, because... I love old photos, don't yeah. get me wrong. I just think uh, anything I can do, I can do as a digital manipulation. I can make it look exactly like that if I want. Well, the and there's only a limited, there's well, a, only a limited um, interest in making a, 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 you know, making it look like an old photo. Yeah, but most people, again, like the convenience of it being an app. But if you're more artistically bent, then maybe this is more pure to you. This yes. is this is the real deal. This gives you more investment in the shot and the composure. I understand exactly what you're saying. Because you can take any old picture and then crop it and throw a filter on it and go, oh, look. Whereas that one is like, one go, take a picture. It's your only chance, you know? But it's it's like play acting. It's a sort of false... It's you're pretending to live in an age where photography ha- photography hasn't changed, or is it just rest- uh, you know keeping that element of it alive, that aesthetic alive? What's Listen, the difference you between that? Your- and- well, people say the same about vinyl. You know what I mean? It's like you don't need vinyl. Well, there's a difference in the actual sound quality. No, it doesn't matter though. You don't need vinyl in this day and no, age. No, it's different. It's different. No, you don't. In fact, let's take all your vinyl away. I'll take them out. I'll throw them out tomorrow. I don't want you to. Just chuck them out. I don't leave you my can do vinyl your whole, alone. You can do your whole set with just a fucking iPod. No, but that's not the same. No one, unless they're extremely privileged and rich, that's who's a pro- cheap, professional though. photographer who's going to use one of these. You don't know that. It's no, dirt you cheap. can't afford the... It's a gimmick. It's Yeah, vinyl's expensive, isn't it? No need for vinyl. 40 quid for okay, fucking maybe, Best of Queen. Maybe it doesn't work as a comparison with vinyl. Or it's too similar. It's but, too similar. They both have a unnecessary need to exist in this day and age. But that's not to say you should get rid of it. It's just that the people are going to use it, use it because they like the imperfections or the limitations of it. The build quality on the camera. In fact, I would say vinyl is, is even more kind of gate kept from people because anyone could buy that and have a muddle with it. Whereas if you get a record, you buy vinyl. Yes, one thing, but then. The right needle, the better players, the good speakers, yeah, the amps—it's it, all part of a privilege. But all to of have that, that format, yes. But all of that stuff is still being manufactured to an, a high standard. I'm going to burn like... your vinyl down and <laughs> give you nothing. I'm going to—I'm going to let you start from scratch, mate, and see if you really appreciate right. the art. Then he started to threaten my I'm vinyl gonna collection. Take the vinyl and just go. Whoosh, out the window. It out the window. <laughs> These aren't all my records in here, so be careful. Okay? I don't care. Who's I throw out? I'm getting rid of all vinyl. You know that uh, that uh, that fucking disco uh, Friday night disco burn party, whatever it was. The the baseball disco thing. sucks event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they everyone brought their You're vinyl. Have an Eli's record sucks. Yeah, event. I'm gonna rent out like Queens Park Rangers football stadium, and then. Bring all your records into a big pile, into blow a, them up, and just set fire to them. Paul, I'm just saying, we'll burn your records no, in a, no, in a why pile. Why will we burn my records? And at the top, we'll have a Noel Edmonds effigy. This 
is the type of thing that is in the toy section of Urban Outfitters. No, where that is, is in the corner on sale of Mankind and those gadget shops and stuff like that. But I would argue... If this tickles your fancy creatively, it's a reasonably cheap way to start taking photographs. Because, again, you get a Canon HC6, whatever it's called, hundreds of pounds, lenses of hundreds of pounds. And you could pounds. learn about how photography, and you get a sort of yeah. closer connection a to what photography actually sort yeah. of consists of. But photography's moved on so much. So is music. No, it yeah. hasn't. It no, has. it hasn't. Digital, wav, no, lossless. Yeah, it's all fine. Quadrasound. That's all fine. But vinyl, there's still an actual quality to vinyl. And especially in a nightclub context, Paul, where it sounds it sounds louder, it sounds fuller, it sounds warmer. It is People would argue you could get the same no, thing with that. that. I could fucking replicate that on my fucking phone. I just but showed that's you. the point. I can play music that sounds great on my phone. It's like, what do you want? Do you want the experience of tactilingly dealing with those items? Or do you just want music? Do you just want pictures? I don't want to be some insufferable cunt in a sweatshirt. No, you're an insufferable cunt with a vinyl box telling people off for owning fucking Fleetwood's Max rumours. I would not ever buy or sell that in your record. In your hate shop of records. No. Yeah. No, I know. All I'm saying is, for all your arguments against that, I can throw the exact same or similar arguments at Vinyl Collection. I would like to see a product like this. Yes. Right. Mm. But modern day and made easy that takes digital or uses an actual lens and a thing, but has built in some kind of chip, let's say. And what would that be? That would be a digital camera, wouldn't it? Do you see what I'm I'm getting at? You know what I'd like? I'd like to take a vinyl and then be able to lift the tracks off that vinyl and store them on my digital chip. (laughs) Oh, that's a mobile phone, isn't it? Mobile phones have ruined everything Everything, for everyone. Everything you used to love. I'm getting quite heated. Oh, Oh, here we go. Bat balls are away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's we need Juicy Jeremy for this. Chof, chof, chof. <laughs> now you ask me if it's a showcase or a show waste. Showcase right. or show waste. I know you're going to say show waste. I want to love it, Paul. I want to love it. It's because of all of the sort of pretense around it and the way that it's. I, think I feel like the it's a repackaging of it has put you off the item itself. Yes. As an item, I quite like it. Yeah. Definitely. As an object, I like it. If that I came like in it. a blank cardboard brown box that just said Holger camera and there was none of the it. hipster affectations to it, yes. then you would be much more willing to go. Oh, what a thing. Very fair point. Right? I don't like where it's positioning itself culturally. And it's the same for vinyl. Don't stop. Stop on the vinyl. Vinyl is an actual part of this podcast, yeah? Not your newfangled, stupid, like, I spent some money in pinner bloody segment, okay? I'm just saying. Don't fucking get on my vinyl back. For someone who loves photography as much as you love vinyl, I could see that someone could explore that and do something interesting with it. There's always someone. It's always, someone can always do something let's interesting make, let's with Let's take some filthy, dirty sex pictures with Should the Should we Holger. get a film for this and actually yeah. try it out? This is what I was going to end the segment with, right. by saying the challenge is let's find some film and you can take some photographs. Fantastic. Right. Let's do it. And we'll put them online but as somehow. if it's somehow. like 100 quid a roll for the film, it won't be. Okay, It'll be it about 20 be. quid, I reckon, for yeah. a roll of film. But that's what we should try and do. Which is twice what you paid for the item. Actually use it. Yes. Yeah. Get battery- oh, showcase, then, in that case. And then we'll take look, right. a gaping... A showcase. Yes, a showcase. No dirty shots. Why not? Let's do a fucking couple you of... You want to take a shot of me giving it the full goatsy? Is that what you want? That's what you I want? I mean, that's what I want now. Yes, now that you, you brought now. it up. Well... I just thought you might do a little kind of semi-jump holding your palm kind of shot. You know what I mean? Make it look like you're nestling an injured not a bird. Type of... <laughs> you know, like you're nestling that's an injured robin. That's not a type robin. of pornographic shot. That's it just is. Your... It's called, get me off. Listen... <laughs> you like... <laughs> 
His balls have wings, people. <laughs> and sonar <laughs> hearing. <laughs> Go on then. I was over there. I was coming right here. 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 I Time for Gannon's Golden Games, everybody. I just want to say this now. I just want to say congratulations. You, you've you won. I've won what? At saying Gannon's Golden Games. You've won this podcast. <laughs> I don't, I'm not trying to win, Paul. You've won the podcast. I'm trying to do something that entertains People you. People like you a lot more than me on this podcast. And I've just decided that that's fine now. I'm not going to take the piss out of your hands anymore. I'm not going to comment on your smell. I'm not going to comment on your overall belligerent behavior. Just well done. You've won. I Thank can't, you. I've got not a leg to stand on. I come across as uh, needy and annoying. So, well done. You've won the podcast. <laughs> you get to do whatever the fuck you like now. Cool. So That's nice of you to say. Thank you for awarding me winner of podcast. I can't help but sort of detect a slight note of sarcasm no, coming from you. No, there's absolutely no. There's no, there's not. Because the pushback I would get from the sarcasm would only elongate my misery. So Okay, so I've won the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so a uh, little victory lap thing for me. Yeah. I'm going to do the Gannon's Golden Game thing again. By all means, do your victory lap. Which is me doing that whole thing again, yeah? Yeah. You, you're fine with that, yeah? Yeah. You, you like it. Mm-hmm. You enjoy it. Mate, it, uncut Silverman is what people want. You enjoy it when I do the Gannon's Golden Game thing. And as far as I know, you're uncut, so go you, for you it. You love it when I do the Gannon's Golden no, Game thing. No, you, lo- you actually no, but you could say that though, couldn't you? you I could mean, say. I could. I mean, you could say let's that. just say that now to move uh, this on. I love it. You love it? No, but say it after me. I love it. I, Paul Gannon. I, Paul Gannon, love it. When Eli Silverman does the Gannon Golden Games thing. I love it, me, Paul Gannon. I love it so much when Eli does the Gannon's Golden Games introduction. And I really can't wait to see what he's got now in his back pocket for this victory lap introduction. It's going to Golden's Games, Paul. I'm the winner of the podcast. What game have you got for us? Today we're playing bread. (laughs) Bread. Explain bread to everyone. Bread. I have mentioned on the podcast before how growing up in the North... How much of a spectre, a shadow, I personally feel bread had over the identity of Liverpool during the financial downturn of the 80s. I think a sitcom about showing how Scousers were cheeky con people who gamed the system, didn't pay rent or bills and screwed the DHSS over and not declaring this and that. You know what I mean? It felt like a sitcom built around the worst Images of Liverpool. If I may. Yes. Is it equivalent to what was in America, this sort of demonization of the poor, the, the idea of the welfare queen? No, there's a do lot of see, that in do here. you see what I mean? It's, yeah. a, it's a sort of a cheeky demonization. Because look at like... It's a stereotype of, of poor people. Well, it's, a, it's also a stereotype. Okay, so the best way I can describe it to British people listening is imagine a funny version of Boys from the Black stuff. You know, imagine how funny Boys from the Black it stuff could be. It wasn't funny at all. No, it wasn't. No. 
In fact, it got increasingly more depressing and tragic as that show goes on. But Bread was a sitcom. A huge fucking sitcom. Seven years, highest ratings that they managed to get were 21 million. And was it like, it was a definitely the a whole, 80s, sorry, whole family the would watch it. And was it a Sunday afternoon, early Sunday evening they used to broadcast? I believe it was midweek. I, I might it was be wrong. midweek. I, I think might... you're right. No, I think you're right. Because I remember being at boarding school. This is what I remember about Bread. Bread would come on yeah. and I'd lose the will to live. Right. Okay. But watching Bread, what was your opinion of Liverpool and Scousers at that point? Uh, it, but it was just so, even at that time, Paul, it was obviously such a, a thin, thinly written. Yeah. That it didn't really give me any. I could see that it was a sort of stereotype of, of something. Something I had no real knowledge of, you know, people from Liverpool. But I could even the writing was so poor even then. That's why I found it so boring. But it was huge. It's just boring and lazy. It's just the same joke over and over again. Lazy jokes about, you know. It had its tropes, right? And it leaned into them heavily. The thing is, it was written by Carla Lane. Uh, she was a writer. And don't, this is the thing, right? In terms of, like, female writers in comedy, full stop, she has an important role to play in the history of comedy, right? She was a sketch writer for some, uh, you know, shows back in the early days. Uh, she got to write The Liver Birds, which was her first big uh, hit, a sitcom about two single girls living in Liverpool in the 60s, I think. Yes, was that good, though? Yes, I, I don't know it too well, but from my memory and from cultural kind of agreement online, it was, it was a bit of a trendsetter sitcom. I can only imagine it was like a kind of softer, more kind of emotionally honest version of The Lightly Lads. Yes, and, but it also would have been one of the first sort of uh, sitcoms that shows people from that part of the country and in that sort of socioeconomic level. True. Yeah. But then her next bunch of sitcoms will go on to be posh, middle-class, infrustrated housewives, upset that they can't bang a 20-year-old and stuck in a loveless marriage and with kids they don't like. Okay. Butterflies is what I've been describing, yeah, basically. Right. Now, now, butterflies, now, again, was something that would come on and I'd be Life like... Life is like a butterfly. It flits and flots and squirts out spray. Spry? I don't know. Is that butterfly spunk? Spry. Uh, yeah. Yes. I got spry and we in my see eye. <laughs> the purple monarch lie lighting on the f- on the f- on the flower, and oh, oh. his his proboscis like bell end is unfurling, and the spry the spry is on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just so the next the, the big thing that I think people mostly realise here from outside of bread was. Butterflies, which is about uh, a woman who's in a loveless marriage with kids and she just wanted to break free, but she was trapped. The thing about Carla Lane is, and the things he was a trendsetter for, was that she did deal with subjects in sitcoms that weren't really talked about, like sex and frustration and, you know, emotions and, and those kind of like psychosexual kind of yes. things, but from a repressed middle class British background. Okay. Then she moves on to bread. And the concept of bread is it's a family of scousers living in a particularly poor part of Liverpool, whose whole reason to exist was to scam the DHSS, make money out of dodgy dealings, and, you know, scam the system. Cheeky, they're always up to something. And then as the show went on, it became less like a scouse only fools and horses and more like butterflies with dirty scousers in. It was so based on infidelity and sex and frustration. Well, that suggests to me that it became much more soapy, soap-like. With Interestingly, the, with the, you know, the drama aspect coming, coming to the fore. The thing about Bread, which did mark it out as very different from its contemporary sitcoms at the time, was that they each season had an overriding plot with cliffhangers at the end of every episode. Which is like a soap. So you would come back and go, oh, what's Joey Boswell going to drive off in this week? A Jag or a small met- mini Metro? So it was ahead of its time because that became 
huge uh, with things like Friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even Cheers and stuff like that. Yeah. It was one of the few sitcoms where it was like you couldn't just drop an episode in because it might ha- be that you'd need to watch the episode before or the one after to understand the whole Whereas, story. Whereas something like Minder or Early Fools and Horses, the yeah. first season, were just one-off stories, weren't they? They were, yeah. they were proper, that classic, um, clean sitcom structure. Get in, get out. I prefer status quo at the beginning resolved, you yeah. know, all that stuff we said. I prefer that. Yeah. Don't you? If it's a classic, if it's a proper brilliant setup with brilliant characters and they just do the same thing in a different sort of form every week and like you say it's, everything is resolved by the end. Yeah. I'm into that. I it's, like that. So like the problem I had with bread is that when I moved to Aberystwyth to go to university it suddenly became very apparent that people's opinions of me were based on that fucking <laughs> sitcom. So Cuz that sitcom ran uh, let me get this right. It ran from... I'd say, can I have a guess? 82 yeah. to 89. 86 to 91. Ah. So it ran a, a good f- a fair few years. And it was hugely successful. No doubt about it. But it would get to the point where I would go to see people and it would all be like, yeah. hello, Boswell residence, or Lilo Lil's a tart, or ooh, with me dinner. <laughs> yeah. It was all those catchphrases that came Where's out. Where's me dinner was from that? Because oh, it, it's all around the kitchen table, isn't it? The idea is, is that Mrs. Boswell, the mother, the patriarch, was like a huge domineering Catholic scouse mother. And she wanted the best for her family. But also there's a kind of mafiosi kind of thing going on where yeah. they all had to be there for dinner. They all had to put money into a jar just for the good of the family. Um, it was all about them, like her trying to micromanage their lives to get what she wanted. Which, so, what did she want? More money? Well, she just wanted her happy family, I think. The idea of, like, she had to be in control. I just hate everything about it. So he, she had a, a husband who always played about and was having an affair with Lilo Lil, who was a tart. So apparently. he was one of the characters, her husband. Freddie, the husband, yeah. Which is the dad of all of them. Yeah. Right. But he was always, like, never around. He was like a, okay. he was like a free spirit who had to go and sow his oats and do jobs that took him away for months on end and then Which, come back. wouldn't you say, is another sort of stereotype for a, a Liverpudlian man? Yes. Being, being... A bad dad. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had the then you had Joey, who was the breakout star of the show. He was the guy who was the one in the leather jacket and the Jaguar, always gave him the system, one. chatting up the DHSS woman so she wouldn't that, do I him over. And he would come into a room and go, greetings! Yeah. And he I had a mobile that. phone, you know, the, one of the first separate mobile yeah. phones. And then you had like the other brother who was a scumbag. And then you had the poet, Adrian, played by Jonathan Morris. He was a sensitive soul. Mate, and I have to read this out. So long story short, big family, affairs, relationships, family, doing over it's the all, doll. It's all based around the kitchen table and the and the sort of casserole thing, the chicken-shaped yeah. casserole thing where she put the money in. Peter Howitt played Joey. Greetings. He left the show because he was, I'm too good for this. I'm a big breakout star. Nothing happened to his career afterwards, although he did direct one very popular film. He directed a film. He directed good quite a one very, very big film. Gwyneth Paltrow, Sliding, Sliding Doors. Sliding Doors is... Joey from Bread directed that. I hated that film. I really hated it. You know what? For what it is, I'm like, I have no problems no. with it. I, I, I like that more than I like something like fucking Love, actually. Yeah, I mean, the same yeah, but time. that's... Yeah, okay, fair enough. Better than so, Love, actually. So, uh, let me just read but, this out That was you. it. He surely I mean, had a successful career in directing. I haven't checked his okay. Wikipedia, but as far as I'm concerned, he expected to break out into movies and songs, and as we all know, none of that really happened apart from him directing Sliding Doors, which in itself isn't the worst thing it's in the world. It's quite a success, I'd say. So let me just read this out to you, because this makes me happy in a way that it really shouldn't. <laughs> so, first of all, quick thing you like, they released a single 
of the song and it didn't hit the charts. It didn't chart. It couldn't get to the top 40, but they did release a version of this on BBC Records. A version of the thing? Oh, the themes of Gotta Get Up, Gotta Get oh, Out. Fuck I'm going to play it in a minute. They'll know. Um, but they had to re-record it in late 80s because BBC went from uh, normal mono to Nikam stereo. So they had to remix all their tracks for that whole period. Oh, and did they put the record out again? Yeah. Um, so... There was a cartoon in Fast Forward magazine. Yeah, we all know that. I've mentioned that before. They did a stage play after the show finished called Bread the Farewell Slice, which was a, which was a long-running tour that existed after the show. Wow. So that doesn't happen these days, apart from maybe Mrs. Brown's Boys does that, but that kind they of started live there. Stuff, yeah. But there's no, like, bottom live or a lower low live anymore. There's none of those kind of sitcoms that do that. The Office live? Did they do that? No, they didn't do did. that. No. Maybe these days you could do Ghosts live, but I can't stand Ghosts, so fuck them. Bugbear number seven. I've got all of them coming out. So here's the thing. Jonathan Morris, he played Adrian, the poet, the sensitive soul. Yes. If you follow Stuart Millard's channel on YouTube, he pops up a lot hosting the Royal Variety performances, right? Yes. He's that wet-lipped, obviously rather actor school kind of mentality of... Uh, you know what I mean? Foppish shit. Oh, I'm getting them confused. Yeah. Show me a picture of the one who directed Sliding Doors, please. Oh, I'll show you it when we do the little okay. break in a minute. But Jonathan Morris... There's only Morris, one image on this board game. So Jonathan Morris, when the show was wrapping up, Bread goes, well, Adrian's the breakout star. I want to do a spin-off, right? I want to do a spin-off of, of Adrian as him going to London and trying to break it as yeah, a poet. of course. Right? Yeah. And the BBC said no. And then Carla Lane said no. So he wrote a play to take to like on tour oh. about Adrian, a one-man show. And then the BBC said no to that. And then Carla Lane said no to that. So he couldn't. He couldn't even do and call he, it. And then he wrote a pilot. And everyone said, no, we're not going to do it. And so then he adopted it because Philip Schofield said, you should do the movie game. So he did the movie game for CBBC. And that's all that happened to Adrian. And there's a certain amount of joy from knowing that he tried to push that character to get his own spin-off. And let me just say, Adrian from Bread is no Frasier from Cheers, mate. Certainly not. <laughs> you know, it's not it's terribly annoying. It was so aggravating, that character, I remember. So, yeah. Everything about it used to annoy me. And it was those days where... Well, there are only three channels, four channels on TV. I was at boarding school, so yeah. it was very. It had to be democratic. You imagine it wasn't like being in a normal t- home. It was like everyone watching TV at once. So you had to be. I think a consensus, and everyone wanted to watch Bread, and I did not want to ever. I watch think bread. people watch Bread for two reasons. One, the soap opera quality. I think did bring people back. If you were invested in these characters' lives, and there was a baby on the way, or a big wedding coming. I can imagine why you'd tune in for yeah. those cliffhangers. Also, all the really tropey, big, broad sitcom elements in it, like the granddad lives next door and he all he wants is his dinner and tells everyone to piss off. Because apparently the language is quite bad for the show, for its time slot. There's quite There's a lot piss, of strong piss language. and crap. And- yeah, and bugger and bastard and all this kind okay. of like, You probably wouldn't have gotten in, I don't know, no like butterflies. No shit, fuck or cunt, though. There's no fucking, where's me fucking cunt dinner? <laughs> no, I'd watch that. Greetings, cunts. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd see that show. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds good. I want to be a fucking poet. Give <laughs> us a job. I could do that. No, you're in the wrong show. <laughs> oh, it, how funny. Although they made the song out of that because, again, the, 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 the cultural coat hook to that yeah. caught on. The show was well received. It had 21 million views at its height, but bread, and I just want to mention this, it's called bread because money, right? Yes. But it's not a scout term. We would have used the word dough. Of course. It's more of a cockney thing, bread. Bread and honey money. Bread and honey money. We would just go, dough. Oh, is that where it's from? Yes. So she's named after a cockney fucking slang. Do you know, I never was conscious of that. Bread and honey money. Yeah. 
But they call it bread in the States. For me, for the same reason. Yeah, but maybe for the same reasons. Because it comes from old gangsters, maybe, that whole term. I wonder if that's where it came from originally. That's what it said. I thought it was bread because it's like daily bread. Bread is such a sort of... I see what you mean, yeah. like Central commodity. Do you see what I'm getting at? Like, they call it cheese, don't they? In this instance, it was named after the... Give me the cheese. Yeah, it was named after the Cockney rhyming slang, bread and honey money, right? Of course. I mean, that makes perfect sense, yeah. But uh, Scousers would have said, dough. Fucking dough. Give some fucking dough there, mate. Dough, dough, mate. But perhaps someone at the BBC or something went, oh, dough doesn't, you know, doesn't... People don't know what you mean. Maybe. Or there's another show called Doe or something. Yeah, maybe. But even so, it's it's one of those weird things where looking back, you go, oh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. So, Bread was criticised for mocking Liverpudlian culture and people who had suffered significant economic downturn and unemployment in the 80s. And that was true. My dad we used to work for a company called Camel Lurds, which made all the big ships, uh, like warships. And, and just, it was it was a huge, big warehouse. Well, my dad was a sheet metal worker. The minute the Tories closed all those down, my dad and his skills were instantly useless. The whole area of Britain was basically under attack by the government for years. Yeah. Completely being drained. Absolutely targeted and demonised. And, yeah. you know, and this the union sort of plays breaking into that. Thing. I can see why people were annoyed. Yeah. Uh, Lane then countered the criticism. And this is what fucking bugs me. It's to, to one thing to kind of go, bread is a broad and uh, not particularly positive look at Scousers. But then she goes, she said that the characters in the show were too cartoonish and one-dimensional to be taken seriously and should not be seen as a serious social comment in the state mm. of Liverpool. And I'm like, no, you can't have your cake and eat it. Yeah. You can't set the sitcom in Liverpool with a poor family who rip off the DHS. And, and then say it's a scams. cartoon. And say, what, they're all cartoons? Yeah. So, well, then, why are you engaging them with characters? Why do you want the audience to care about yeah. them having a baby or That's them ex- getting married? Extremely suspect quote, isn't it? It's Extremely what, suspect. What she's saying is she doesn't care yeah. what people think. Because if she goes, it's just a sitcom, well, it's like, no, you've made certain decisions to set it within these boundaries, within these kind of... Yes. But also, world. it's like it's trying to say, I made it cartoony, so don't take offence. But it's another way of reading that whole idea of making something cartoony is to say it's a stereotype. Stereotypes are yeah. cartoony. Stereotypes are one-dimensional. Stereoty- you, you stereotypes know- carry along with them certain signifiers which make stereotypes problematic because they can be racist or they can be uh, what, what, what are they broad and ignorant. Classist. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, to say something's one-dimensional in that respect and to kind of downplay her own sitcom reeks to me of insincerity so she can get away by saying oh i knew these people growing up or whatever and that may be true to some extent but i would still argue that ultimately i think bread did more harm than good to the identity of liverpool to the rest of the uk it certainly did me some harm yes because you think i'm a cunt because <laughs> <laughs> okay just just as a comparison look at look at minder and look at only fools and look at how they cheated, uh, treated the cheeky Cockney kind of identity and how it's all like living on the edge and wheeling and dealing. Yeah. It was all kind of almost, it fitted into more of that 80s yuppie ideal of if you make it, if you work hard, you can make it. Can I just say as well, Minder was a crime. So these the characters in yeah. Minder weren't meant to be, you know, your standard character. These were people sort of mm. on the lower ebb. And Minder was just brilliantly written and, and, and know, performed. I mean... It's, there's no comparison, really. Before we get into the next part of this segment, I do want to say this. You know Minder, and he sings, I Can Be So Good For You. Yeah. Is he singing about Arthur Daly? Yeah, Employ because, Me. It's like, Employ Yeah, but me. the lyrics of the song don't necessarily suggest that. The lyrics of the song kind of suggest... He's right, bumming Daly, yeah? No, the, the, the lyrics <laughs> of the song suggest, like, he's chatting up a woman. You know, I could be so he good is. for you. He is, but it's it's both, isn't it? But the, the show's about him working with a car salesman, right? 
Yeah, but he does. He's a ladies' man in it. Shake it, shake it, hands, a deal. Come on, baby, I'll make you feel. I'll yeah. be so good. For, it's like one minute you're shaking Arthur Daly's hands, the minute, next minute you're grabbing his shoulders and fucking him up He's the He's not bump. washing his hands in between. Arthur Daly, no, not, not as about much Minder, as he used to. Minder was proper comedy because he always come a cropper and get done over by Arthur by the end. He had a dark streak. As well as being a, you know, a hero and someone it was, that especially young men would look up to Dennis Waterman. He was like, you yeah. know, like an older brother sort of figure. Yeah, yeah. And obviously he'd been in the Sweeney at that point. Yeah. So he already had that so kind of character that to kind him. So he had carryover, the yeah. hard, you know, protector. But he always used to get, like, he'd be at the wrong end of it. Oh, at yeah. the end of every minder, he, Arthur would get the, he, one up on him. He would be given the shitty end of the stick Which to hold. Yeah. comic. Yeah. And also it kind of also goes into that kind of be careful what you do. It's yeah. be careful the re- how, what you sow. And in those early seasons, Minder never never strayed into actual... It had sort of dark themes, yes, but it never got into the soapy stuff, which I also respect. All I can tell you is that right after this short sound effect, we're going to be briefly playing the breadboard game. So I just want to put a note on this and say, yes, I fucking hate bread, and I hope I've clearly and concisely told you why without just shouting, fuck bread. (laughs) Really out loud, tough. This isn't the last time we'll hear your opinion about bread. No, poet, you know what? I'm gonna. Uh, hopefully, this will put the ghost to bed. <laughs> Is that a real metaphor? I have no put idea. Put the ghost to bed. Ghost to bed. <laughs> treading on thin ice with that one. <laughs> put the ghost to bed and then wank it off. Gotta get up, gotta get out. Grab the world by the throat and shout. Gotta find it, get us a share. Make the bread out of nothing but air. Right, we're playing Bread the Game. Now, <sighs> when this board game was given to me at the live show, I can't remember the name of the person who gave it to me, but thank you very much. They gave me a few things. We're getting through it. I went to my board game storage locker the other day and had an anxiety attack because there's <laughs> too many in there. So what I'm thinking of doing is later in the year... Was it difficult to find it? No. It was right near the front because I brought it out earlier. But uh, what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to do a bit of a fundraiser later in the year and just sell off some board games to people. Maybe we'll take them to a car boot sale. Whenever we raise, we'll take to charity. Good. You need to prune your collection. So if, I'm going to put a list up of all the board games, maybe on our website. And if anyone wants them, we'll sort it out. You, you'll pick a few select ones that you're favourite. I'm going to pick, like, pick all the TV ones that I like, you know, the ones based on sitcoms or game shows. With the, little, with the machines. Yeah, all yeah. the little toy ones. And I'll definitely collect all the different versions of Cluedo that I've got. I want that. But the rest You're of a Cluedo it, collector, would you say? <sighs> yeah, yeah. I still, we still haven't played the museum heist game, but that might be more of a video episode okay. than, it, than anything well, I'm up else. for it. You know right. what, though, Paul? From looking at the board for this bread game, I, my appetite, it I, still remains dry. We my ain't going to be getting into a deep game of this, but effectively, it's a little bit like Monopoly. Uh, it's a lot like Monopoly. So... The game didn't come with instructions. However, I did go onto eBay, and luckily one of them had taken a reasonably high-resolution picture of the first page of the rules. So, the object of the game is to be the first player to successfully leave home. To leave home, the player must have each of the following. A job, a partner, brackets, Mrs. Boswell wants to make sure you're well looked after, 
3. Somewhere to live. 4. A telephone. Important to keep in touch with mum. 5. Furniture. 6. Transport. You must have some transport to get back to mum. You see what I mean? It's like they're treating Mrs. Boswell as this kind of Al Capone kind of character. Yeah, but also, it's like have a car. I don't need transport to get back to mum. Get the train. But that was whole... I can get the train and then get a taxi. This Monopoly version of bread makes sense when you think about the concept behind it. And the context of when it came out. The so, yeah. to start play, right, some of these items can be picked up on life's travels as you go around the board, you get a card. Because basically, all the DHSS cards are the things that give you job and money and blah, blah, the, blah. Yeah, these spaces have pick up a DHSS card. Yeah. Some cards on the corners are things that either keep you on that spot or give you 30 quid, depending on if you're employed or not. Well, they are locations. So one is the DHSS office. One is Lilo Lil's. Yeah. What, who's Lilo Lil? A she is the No, she is the woman that the dad of the family has a consistent affair with over the course of those years. And the, uh, Mrs. Boswell goes, Lilo Lil is a tat. Don't uh, you mention that God. woman in this house. Oh, yeah. You know. There's Mrs. Boswell's. Mrs. Boswell. Which is what? Mrs. Which the, is the house. It's, no, it's it's the mum. It's the role. So basically, when you land on that square, it's telling you to do something. Uh, and then you've got granddad's on the corner, which is... But all of these squares, apart from the DHSS one, are all basically you don't move on unless you pay or unless you roll a two, three, to six. It's that kind of thing, right? The idea of the game is you start on the right side of the board, you roll dice, you collect cards, you try and you buy and you sell. The cards are a bit like community chests. You try you and collect all of those items that we mentioned, and the then you get items. to the end. Is that right? And at certain points, you'll have to all go to the dinner table. Oh, you move all your pieces the to the dinner table, and then from that point on, it will tell you what to do. Now, unfortunately, I don't know have all the rules because I only got the first page. So each person plays a character card, and that character they must play for the whole duration of the game. They also have certain things on the card that these characters will and will not do. So, for instance, Joey Boswell, the you know the guy with the jag, he can't get a job. That involves manual labour. Why? Because it's, it's Joey Boswell. It's too hard for him. So if you get a card given to you, it's like construction site. You can't take that card because he won't do. <sighs> Again. Why does he have a, a jag? Because he's gaming the system, isn't he? It's he's about, getting that it's, rich. It's basically, do you know those complaints when you hear of people online saying, oh, they're complaining about food banks and heating, but they have a PlayStation and a yeah. widescreen TV. It's kind of that It's the embodiment logic. of that. Again, it's the welfare queen. It's the yeah. yeah, and that's kind of what that character is. So each player starts with 60 quid. So two 20s, one 10, and two 5s. They're the thing on oh, the Oh, right, what's that? I can count these Yeah, out. you're oh. in charge of money. So How each much? two 20s, one 10, and two 5s each. We're starting off with 60 quid. Okay. And then you take a card. So I'm going to take a card. One of the character cards. I'm going to shuffle them. We do that randomly, do we? Who do you hope to... Well, who do you want to be? I mean, uh, I don't... Aveline was the daughter. Aveline was the daughter. You who got... played her? Oh, I can't remember her name now. But she ended up marrying a Protestant vicar, which upset her Catholic mother. Oh. In the show? In the show. Oh, right. Uh, so I can tell you all the characters here, actually. You've two... got Dad. He has a bad heart and won't do manual work and also cannot drive a car. Aveline never does anything dodgy, cannot drive. So that means if you pick up a car that says do something dodgy, she can't do that. But, but this sounds quite subjective. Like Joey does not like doing manual work, will not visit Lilo Lil. So if you get stuck on the Lilo Lil card, he's the only one who can pass through without having to roll the dice. Why won't he go to Lilo Lil's? Because he's on his mum's side, because he knows his dad's he a wanker. Won't and he won't yeah. yeah. Adrian Boswell will not do manual work, will not defraud Social Security. That's nice of him. Billy, he's the youngest, 
and the most immature will not benefit from partner, which means if you get a partner, a girlfriend and a card, if they earn money, he doesn't get access to it. Why? Also, there's a card in here that says your girlfriend leaves you with half your money and takes it all. And that's where the game goes. How do they get your money? Because they do. Because women take half the money. a bank account. That's the job. Well, that would suggest that that half the money is theirs to begin with. Never get free petrol, Jack, and only does manual work, and then that's it. That's all the cards. So, you know... Great stock. I'm oh, gonna I don't one. like this, Paul. And I am. Oh, I'm Aveline. Oh, I know. Oh, that hello, gives, yes. That gives me something to be excited about. I'll be Aveline. What are you wearing? I'm wearing a yeah, skimpy top. I think Aveline basically is Carol who works with Brandoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I like who, it. Who have you got then? Who's your card? Here's your money. I've got... Thank you for the money. But God, it looks like Joe Pesci. Looks like a young Joe Pesci. Well, then that means you've got Jack. Billy. Oh, Billy. Yeah, he's the youngest... What's his one again? Doesn't he look like a young Joe Pesci? Yeah, he does. They fuck you in the drive through <laughs> So Aveline never does anything dodgy and cannot drive, okay? Billy will not benefit from partner. That means if she, if you get a partner in the game and she's earning an X amount of money, whatever, you don't get access to that Why? money. Why? he's such a, walk, a pushover. He's, yeah, he's, I don't it's, get it. he's like a this shit is character. all very objectionable. Yes. Every aspect of it. Uh, and Boswell he, cards. He never gets free telephone bills. Telephone bills. Yes. Why? Some people get a card that says you don't have to pay your telephone Why bill. Why doesn't Billy... I don't fucking, fucking know. Bull. You know this fucking show. How much of this crap do we have to get through? Uh, as much as we can tolerate with a few rolls of the I dice. I can't tolerate it. Can so, I mention one thing? Why? This board yeah. has the kitchen table in the middle. With the big chicken. With the, the ceramic chicken. But from the top, Paul, don't you think that chicken looks a lot like a fish? Like a place. Like yes, a flat like fish. Like a flat yes. fish. Mm. I agree. What an amusing observation. Thank you very much. Right, how to play. Decide who goes first and then you roll the first, dice. Roll the dice. You roll the dice and you go roll on the, the square roll. and you do what the square says. We need pieces, player pieces. They're in that little bag on the lid. You can reach for that. So if you pick up a Miss Boswell card, you do that. If you pick up a DHS card, if you land on the lunch, breakfast or dinner squares, then all players must go to the dinner table and donate to the house kitty the amount indicated on their job card or just £5 if you're unemployed. <sighs> when a player has a job, they collect the wages every time they pass on the collect wages square. When a player has accommodation, they must pay rent every time they pl- land on the pay rent square. Players must exchange between them by banter or cash payments, furniture, telephone, transport and accommodation, but not partners and jobs. So if you're playing with a group of people, you can exchange cards for money to get your six items, but you can't do that with jobs and uh, relationships. And that's it. Let's I just did, fucking roll I the didn't dice. I did understand what you said there. I'm gonna, I have to be Aveline, so I'm red. Okay. So just stick I'll me on. i blue then. Which, where do you start? Number I don't know. One. I'm going to start on one. I don't think it makes much of a difference. I think it must be, mustn't it? Yeah. Right, so I'll let roll, you go first. Yeah. I'll roll for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, go on. I trust you. You're red. Yeah. One. one. Oh. You've landed on Miss, Mrs. Boswell. Right, I'll get a Mrs. Boswell card. What does it say? Cordless phone. Cost £90, resale value £40. So if I had 90 quid, I'd buy it, and then I'd have the telephone card. But I don't, so I can't, so it goes on the bottom of the pack. Well, that's exciting. Next, go. I'll You'll roll. roll. myself now. Yeah, you roll. Gotta get One. up, gotta get out. Take the top card of the Miss Boswells. Oh. Oh. Mate, you've got to do this in Scouse from this point on. You're going to like this. Go on, you got to do everything in Scouse from this point on, though, mate. Oh, eh, eh, fucking... Fucking! What's the what's the what's Mrs. Boswell well, say? Well, you'll never believe this, right? 
Right. right. Here we go with the accents. <laughs> no, you talk to me in Scouse. Like. I'm talking to you in fucking Scouse, right. mate. Come on, mate. Get it. Put your fucking finger out. Well, the you'll never, you'll never fucking believe this, right? All right there, mate. Come on. All right, mate. What the fuck it's is a believe? job. It's right, a silly well, it's a a silla special. A silly special? Laura, Laura money. So how much money have you got? It costs 120 quid, like... And, but the resale value is eighty. Wait, what is it? What is it? A card that you're buying? What? That's a read. It just says a silly special horror horror money. Let's have a look. Telephone. It's a telephone. I'm silly not doing special. This, I'm not doing this. Yeah, please don't. Cause it's really getting in the way of the game. <laughs> well, let me read the card. Laura Laura Money's so telephone. It's... So it's a telephone. Oh. Do you have 120 quid? No, you don't. I fucking don't. So you can't get that one either. No. Right, roll the dice for me, please. Oh, I've already given up on I this. I am, <laughs> mate. This is like, oh. this is like the. the... You got a one. You know when the body, <laughs> you know when the body dies, yes. right? And then it just shits. <laughs> this death, is this the is death how bread. Shit. This is how bread makes me feel. <laughs> the like, death shit. I was dead when the show finished in 91, and that was just all the shit coming out. Right, DHSS card. Go to the DHSS. Which is what they called the doll back in the day. It doesn't say pick a card, it says go to the DHSS. Oh, okay, so put it in the top. What does that corner square say then? DHSS, you go there. What does that square say? Can you read it for me, please? Just rotate it. Collect. Collect 30 quid. Each time you pass. Right, so I've got 30. Give me 30 quid then. Unless you have a job. I don't have a job, so give me... Five pound on each visit to table. So what, I have to pay £5, but it gives me 30 You're not passing. You just landed on it. You're not passing it. Yeah, but I will eventually. It's like, no, it's like, it's like, do not pass jail, go. Do not pass but, go. So do I get 30 when I move? No. When do I get 30 You don't, unless you pass it. But then why would it send you to that square? So you can pay a fiver. You pay a fiver into the I pot. go to the dole and I pay a fiver? Yeah. How does that work? on each visit to the table. Is that what used to happen back in the day? Did you go on sign on and give them a fiver? Because surely that's not fucking accurate. No, you don't accurate. give them a fiver. You give the, the, the ceramic chicken a fiver, don't you? No, but I'm giving the DHS a fiver. No, it says on the table. So the table. When do you go to the table? So I have to put a fiver on the table. I guess. I guess I'll put a fiver on the table. Oh, I, I don't want to play this anymore. This is the driest. This is like dry bread. Your go. Roll the dice. Do this for me. <laughs> Desiccated. Do crap. this for me. Three. three. One, two, three. What? Car DHSS. Right. Eh. Don't do the voice. On your bike. On your bike. Right. Receive 150 quid. 50 quid. You receive 150 quid. Right. Only 50. Sorry, I've got. You get 100. You get 50 quid. For to what? help look for a job if you're still unemployed. Right, so the, the DHSS has given is you 50 written. quid to get a bike. Yeah. So, so you've got a bike now. Help me look now. for a job. Give us 50 quid, mate. You've got the money near to you, so just I'll take 50. Fucking have 50 quid then. Crisp me 50. Right. And then what do I do? And then that's it. It goes over. I want to stop Roll me this. four. Let's go this way. Yeah. Nothing. Number nine, nothing. Go. Your go. Two. Two. Boswell. Oh, Mrs. Right. Boswell. I'll read your card for Fuck you. Yeah. Transport. Relying Robin. Turbocharged. Cost 240 quid. Resale value 120. I've got a bike already. Yeah, and you I don't, don't need have it. that much money either. Do you have to buy it if you have no. the money? Sucks. Roll my dice for me, darling. This fucking sucks. I feel like I'm in limbo. Roll the dice. Three. Oh, what's it? Lilo Lil. Lilo Lil's. What does it say? I can't get off the thing. Anyone visiting Lilo Lil's needs to throw to move on. Fantastic. Mate, <laughs> would you be against me... Breaking this. Thrusting the board into <laughs> the air and saying, fuck it. No. Can you do it? Do I'm it. I'm going to do it. All right, go on. You dare me. I'll do it. No, you dare me. I want to do it. 
don't break. You're going to break something. I'm just going to flip this. Break what, the I'm painting. just going to flip the board. You're going to be over violent, and something will be broken in I'm the house. I'm just going ham to and eggs. flip the board. That's all I'm going to do. You Fine. can move the figures off so they don't scatter. All right. And now I'd like to flip the board. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. I mean, thank you for sending us the game. <laughs> it it it's means a lot. Sucks. But actually, in many respects, this has put a na- nail in the whole on the whole odyssey of my hatred of bread. So, Eli, yes. just give me a countdown from three and I'll flip the board. Three, two, one. Ugh. Fucking shit. Very bad. And that's that for bread. I mean, the characters are all horrible and the way it's written is horrible, but also a really tedious Tedious gameplay. game. Tedious. I mean, compared to Monopoly, it's probably a breezier game to play. It's almost exactly the same, really. And Eli won because you've got... <sighs> You, because I've got another fifty quid on top you, of six. Because you achieved something. I got given in the a game. bike by the the dole office, as if. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon you could try that now? Go to the dole office and say I'd get more jobs if you gave me a bike. I was in one. I told you, and there was that guy going, "You're not giving me enough money. I'm going to have to start doing crime again." <laughs> I was like, "You, the, the, you the, fucking the, moron." I mean, the problem <laughs> is, is that he shouldn't have said it, but it's not as if he's wrong. You know I know. What I mean? it's I, like, you don't know. Obviously, you don't know what anyone's particular situation exactly. is. But you shouldn't. There's so many reasons why that's stupid. <laughs> I mean, that stupid thing to say. You know, as if that's going to encourage them to actually give you more dole as well. You know? I'm not getting any sex, so uh, I'm going to have to wank a lot more. I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to josh it because I'm just not getting it. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah. As if that would get. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, now I'll have sex with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. I haven't eaten enough roughage, so I'm just going to shit. <laughs> Squitty squits. Squit. Super saver. Oh, I had I had middle of the night red hot searing liquids. Did you? Yeah. I had a, 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 a 3 a.m. bowel movement the other day, weird. which took me by surprise because I was actually asleep. And isn't <laughs> no, it the you weird... woke up and went to the loo, though. No, Please tell no, no, me. No. I was asleep and having a dream that I was sitting on a really uncomfortable log. And then when I woke up, I had this real urgency to go for a poo. Well, and I, it was quite shocking to kind of be awake and egg-bound and just kind of, oh, oh, oh. Is that oh. what egg-bound is? That's what I, I call it. Egg-bound is just constipated. I felt the urgency. Pokey-pokey downstairs. And so I went, and it was quite an intense experience to kind of go from deep sleep to wide awake and open bowel. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, How was yours? Was it I just mostly liquid? Late night hot squits. Late night hot squits. Yeah. So what was the consistency? It, was it more it was runny? Extreme, extreme liquid. Yeah, it's not good, mate. It Why was do you 90s think that was? era extreme hot squits yeah. flavour. Um, <laughs> Paul, it was. <laughs> was it power up one levels of pineapple <laughs> funk? <laughs> funky pineapple shit. Funky pineapple. Now, it was because of a Szechuan meal I had. Ah. Uh, which had a lot of chili. A delicious meal. And that, that must it was have been. A, it was a beef chili dish with a lot of different kinds of chilli that sounds like a really heavy Szechuan (laughs) (laughs) thank you give me that yeah I give it to you gladly fuck off bread we're done shit and that's it for Cheap Show this week we hope you've enjoyed it as much as I've pretended to enjoy it (laughs) right come on Paul you were lifted initially by the Stroganoff in pro and then by your hatred of various We've members come of the public way. and uh, old uh, yeah. sitcoms. But I do feel I've put that to bed this week, so we're good. You know what? You've taken the ghost, you've given it a glass of milk, and you've put the ghost to I bed. I put the ghost to bed. I tucked it up and gave it tuk-tuks. <laughs> <laughs> tuk-tuk, Benny Bo's night, night, kissy-kissy, one, one ghosty night.
You've had a little sexy time with a ghost before it went to bed. I got a full-on acroid from a ghost. <laughs> uh, right, so that's it. This week's over. Um, those of you who will be joining us at the Leicester Comedy Festival Ooh. have been sending a few emails to say, can they bring things? Now, yes. yes. However, me and you are getting a coach home after the show. Dry goods. So I don't want to have to carry 12 bin bags full of board games and food and toys. So can if we you have bring... a dry goods so, only thing? Yeah. No, liquids. Unless it's something we can drink at the time. Look, just be, think. We're going to get on a coach. We do not want to be laden with uh, sni- five bin bags of board games and tins no. and cans and boxes. So if you are bringing something, make it manageable. And if Please. it's too big, that's why we have a P.O. box. So maybe do that. Yeah, Thank but you. by all means bring things, especially noodles and sauces. Yes. Uh, and maybe get in touch with us on Twitter to tell you what you'd like to see at the live show. It's only going to be an hour, well, straight in, straight out. It won't be as elaborate as 300, so, you know. Pickles. Yeah. So, we're on the Pool. cheap. Yeah, hang on. Let me just get the, this bit out of the way. Pickles. Yeah. Um, there was a pipe. I saw the pipe pickle bomb I thing. would hit that. I just want to say that now. Would of it, course I would. Can you it, imagine the scented... Ooh, the dill-scented smoke as it curls down to your lungs. I thought it might be a bit too much um, too acidic, much a bit too, I don't know. Assert- oh, yes, you know because I mean? you get that almost, the the, the, burn. the the vinegar would almost make you cough more. That's what I'm thinking. It wouldn't but cool I don't down know. the smoke. Well, there's only one way to find out. Yes. And I'll be going to the Noodle Test Lab kitchen and finding out very soon. Get me one large gherkin. I'm going to smoke some shit right through the centre. Eli, I hope you work that gherkin. Right, so... Yes, we're on Twitter. You can get in touch with us and ask us all kinds of silly things there. It's at the Cheap Show Pod. I'm at Paul Gannon Show, and Eli is Eli Snoid, spelled E L I S N O I D. And look, if you want to look for pictures to accompany this episode, if you want to see uh, links to merch, if you want to know more about what we do, if you want to look at videos, if you want to look at the magazine that events made and order that physically, it's all on our one-stop shop, thecheapshow.co. Dot UK. Cheap shot dot co dot UK. Go there. Everything's there. Links to everything is there. It's your one stop shop. It's a cheap show dot co dot UK. listing off a load of shit. Also, email us. Cheap shot dot shop show dot co Chop shop dot shop 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 dot gob shop dot com. Gob shite dot chop shop. Oh, I gave you Oh, I've got a chop shop on. And I'm going to give you a... Stroganoff my chop shop on. I'm going to get a stroganoff and then get me give you a gob shot. Gob shot? Oh, it tastes like beef stroganoff. It's very lemony. No, creamy. Oh, power up went Beef stroganoff is creamy. Yeah, but you were working that gherkin down my throat, and now it's a very vinegary backflush. I take several small cornichons. Corner shops? No, cornichons, which are Do small... you get cornichons at corner shops? You can if it's a high-class joint. Oh, of course. Now, I go to Waitrose. I get Waitrose own brand cornichons. Yeah. They're very reasonably All priced. Right. And then I put them on a, a, a ruler. Yeah. Spaced. It's, a, it's good to use a ruler, a ruler, a wooden ruler. This sounds familiar, doesn't and it? And then... You space them about an inch and a half apart. About that, yeah. yeah. And then you you get your knob out. <laughs> I'm thinking, this sounds familiar, because <laughs> it's something I used to do in my youth as well. You get your knob out, yeah. And then, Erect. Well, it make it harder. I mean, I know that's... <laughs> half Nelson. <laughs> yeah. You want some give, especially around the metres. So yeah. You want a little bit of... Uh, You've got your gherkins yeah. all pinned on at regular yeah. intervals onto yeah. a wooden ruler. Yeah. Six. Start with six. Yeah. You get your gaper. Yeah. You get a bit of a gaper on the meters. You have to push the, the lips yeah, like so that. it goes a little trout pout, little gapey trout pout, and then you go shunk, 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 and you bat them in. Yeah, yeah all the way yeah, down, yeah, push yeah, them yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking fiery ones. Good. Get the fucking, fucking chilly ones. See, I do that, but with peppercorns. You don't. You do it with magic milks on the round side. No, I did the magic milks now, but back do in the, the day. Do the magic milks round the back in the side. Day. 
where chocolate's made. No, back in the day, where what chocolate I used to, milk is made. What I used to really like was a, uh, you know, spud guns. You'd spud gun your meters. I would get a spud gun, pull out a little bit of spud, get me cock, direct it onto the meters, bang, pop it in. Please do not recreate anything you've heard Paul or Eli talk about today on a cheap show or ever. Although the mini milks do bring a little I mean, bit of satisfaction. I mean, Paul. The cornichons, chili cornichon up the meters. Fuck. What yeah. about if I took a mini milk and rolled it in cornichons? No, they wouldn't stick. They're they're bigger than that. They're not like microscopic. They're not like no. Work them in. Work them into the soft milky palate. <laughs> and then what? Up the arse. Yeah, I'm gonna cut all that shit Don't out. Don't cut out my bit about fucking that ruler. It was cold. No, I'm gonna save that in. But I'm gonna do all the other stuff afterwards that I'm gonna cut out, like your fish noise. Yeah. So, once you finish batting your penis with a ruler full of cornichons, yeah! why not go to Patreon and support this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to, but it'd be nice if you could, and you can justify it. It's patreon.com forward slash cheap show, and you'll have access to podcasts and magazines and videos and behind the scenes and all sorts of lovely, lovely things exclusive to Patreon supporters. Thank you very much, patrons. Once again, I'm behind on the top tier stuff, but we're working on that next week. We we're are... going to be doing two videos for top tier to catch up on the Christmas thing, and then we've got another podcast. And also a walk walk video, which That'll is going to tie in month, with yeah. the latest magazine. Yeah. So, it's all good. It's all good. We hope you've enjoyed playing with Paul and Eli this week once again on Cheap Show. If we bring a little bit of joy to you once a week, that's all we can ask for, isn't it? Got a bit of a flop on. Pop up a corner, Sean. Oh, you're not one. <laughs> <laughs> Got a throb on. Bash it with some corner, Sean's. Strong enough at the knob, blob, blob, Sean. <laughs> that, that, that is just nonsense, though, now at this point. <laughs> oh, turn that frown upside down. You get a chop up your knob, chop, chop it on. Sorry, I am sorry. Is your meters perking? Shove in a gherkin! Yay! Yay! Night, night. Night, everyone. Night, everyone.